Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. It snowed out. There may be some delays. Maybe some cancellations. I'm sure you're already aware, fully aware of what's going on with the schools. Mostly delays, but cloudy today and then becoming sunny, a high of 36. Tonight, clear, low of 15, uh, 15 degrees. And then for tomorrow, sunny, a high of 40. It's about 24 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Do yourself a favor. Get outside early. Clear off your car. It's going to take a little bit of time. Scott Cohen will be joining us sometime after 7 o'clock today. Loads of sports to talk about. Tonight, Monday Night Football, the Patriots take on Arizona. We'll talk about that and a few other things. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what we got going on so far. It's 535. We're back some Nagel on Rock 102. Mr. Rock, it's 551. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is uh, going to be, well, it's pretty icy out there, and the temperatures are dropping, which makes which means it's going to be icier than it already is. So just be careful while you're... Is that even possible? I don't, even, I don't even know. I just, what I just said? It sounded like you made it up, but th- th- you could be right. Well, well, you know what I mean? Like, you know, the snow has <laughs> melted from some of the, you know, the snow clearing from the plows, and then uh, it gets wet, and then the temperature drops even further, and then it gets really icy, and then nips so fat, so you got a video of you slipping off your uh, steps in, uh, outside your house. Uh, and you don't want to do that. Uh, I will tell you that you might want to clear off your car uh, as best you can, mm-hmm. so you're not driving around with a hood foot of... Uh, a uh, hood full of uh, of wet stuff. Do yourself a favor. Get rid of that stuff before you wind up killing somebody. Yeah. Uh, by the way, this uh, winter weather update brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Winter storm headquarters before and after the storm. I'm actually going to go there after uh, the storm uh, and get some of that uh, sodium, whatever the hell it is. The sodium nitrate stuff? Yeah, whatever. The, uh, yeah. Calcium chloride? Yeah, calcium chloride. There nah, you go. That's the good calcium stuff. Calcium chloride. That's yeah. the good stuff. Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well to the pump and into the house. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, the new uh, trailer for their 4K release of Die Hard calls it, quote, the greatest Christmas story ever told. And describes John McClane as a man who wants to be with his family but gets stuck at the office party. Is this the one where John McClane uh, discovers that every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings? Uh, no. It's the one where he wanted the Red Ryder BB gun for Christmas and uh, he was told by everybody he was going to shoot his eye out. Is this the story where John McClane and his, uh, his wife who he has never had uh, any kind of intimate relationships with, have a baby, an immaculate uh, conception. No, and, I believe... And uh, that baby goes on to be uh, the king of the king of men. N- no, uh, you're thinking of the, uh, the story of baby Jesus. I believe this is the one where um, he's got this really red nose and everybody has given him guff about it. And he has to travel all across the North Pole to try yeah. to pick up some of these... Other douchebag friends that he brings along with him. And Are then- you listening to yourself? What? That plot line doesn't even seem plausible. Well, it happened. Is this the one where he uh, sees a bunch of people uh, in a town below celebrating Christmas, and he hates Christmas, he steals all their toys and their last can of hoo hash and goes back up Mount Crumpet mm-hmm. until one day his heart becomes three sizes 
too large? No. This is uh, this is the one where uh, Santa Claus wasn't going to come this year. And they went and visited these two folks. One, one controlled uh, the cold and the other one controlled the heat. And then they sang these uh, great little tunes and these little claymation yeah, uh-huh. figures come out. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. You never saw that, huh? I never saw that. I'm so, looking forward to this one, though. Well, you and John McClain will be having a happy Christmas, I'll tell you that. Johnny Knoxville is being sued by a handyman he pranked for his upcoming show, The Prank Patrol. They actually uh, made the guy think he had killed a little girl's pony and was going to be framed for cocaine possession. He claims he was traumatized by the ordeal. I'm actually surprised that Johnny Knoxville hasn't been sued a thousand times. He probably has. There's so many lawsuits that happen that you never even hear about that probably get dismissed or get, you know, wiped or settled in court that, mm-hmm. you know, privately settled. This is probably one of the first public ones, <laughs> which, I, which I'm surprised as well, too. But that is pretty messed up. Yeah, especially if someone thinks that they've destroyed someone's life as a result of their actions. And that, this Even guy, if it's a joke. How old is this guy now? He's got to be in his 50s, right? Johnny Knoxville? <laughs> At least. So, when do you stop doing these things? As soon as the paychecks stop. I guess so. Comedian Mark Curry. Didn't I just say we don't do enough stories about Mark Curry? No, but Mark Curry believes there aren't enough stories about Mark Curry. Says he was racially profiled at a hotel in Colorado Springs. While he was sitting in the lobby drinking coffee, two employees demanded that he prove he was a guest. He recorded the whole thing. I actually gave Mark Curry a ride once. Did you really? Yeah. I had to drive him uh, from the Funny Bone uh, to his hotel. Interesting. And then, no, wait, I picked him up at the airport, drove him to his hotel, and then later on I picked him up at his hotel and brought him to the Funny Bone and then brought him back to his, because uh, I was hosting the shows down there. Oh, so you were like his driver, his yeah, chauffeur. Yeah, because the chauffeur didn't uh, wasn't available. Were you hanging with Mr. Curry? I was hanging with Mr. Curry. And it was just weird. I had this, you know, I had a, I had a really crappy car then. It was like an old yeah. Jeep Grand Cherokee with the wheels falling off. And, uh, oh, I'm staying at the, one of the fanciest hotels in Hartford. Hop in your ride, sir. <laughs> I'm, sure he's, I'm sure he's faced worst. Uh, Taylor Swift will direct her first movie from a script she wrote herself. There's no word yet on the plot or casting. Taylor has directed several of her own videos, including the 15-minute All Too Well, the short film. Never saw that one. Never saw that. She's getting into movie directing now. Well. I guess if she can't sell tickets properly, uh, you might as well. Yeah, but the ticket to the movie is going to be $30,000. And what do you see? The price of the popcorn. Yeah, you know what, though? It'll probably just be a, like an online release on like Netflix or Hulu. Beyonce is reportedly banning drugs and alcohol on her upcoming tour. A source says, quote, Bay knows the new performances will require intense choreography and uh, choreography and precision, so everyone has to be clean and sober. Wow. Imagine that. Damn. Imagine if they look like the, the Rolling Stones in 1974 had had that kind of stipulation. All right, guys. All right. Listen. No more drinking and drugs on the tour. I'm talking to you, Keith. I'm sorry, Mick. I threw up on your drink. I'm sorry. Yeah, I got I got blown chunks all over the side of my gin and tonic. Those I mean, if you banned everybody funny. who was high or drunk during the Rolling Stones tours of the 70s, 
nobody in the band would be allowed to be on, hit the stage. I was going to say, isn't uh, drinking and drugs part of a requirement of performing? That's what I thought. Yeah. I don't know. I guess she's got different, uh, different ideas. Dolly Parton's wigs have a secret function. They all have a pocket where she stores her mic pack. What? Really? She says her clothes are too tight for the mic, so she hides it under her wigs. What does she look like with no makeup on and no wig? What I want to see that. You know what, Steve? What? She's bald. She's bald? She's bald. She's balding. Yeah. Bald. Uh, I want to see the real Dolly Parton. I would, too. Yeah. No makeup. No nothing. No wig. I'd like she, to. I'd like to see it. I bet she looks nothing like she does. Like she probably looks uh, horrible. Probably does. Yeah. Like a real human being. I know. That's not the way it's supposed to be. They're not supposed to be real human beings. They're they're celebrities. They're supposed to be uh, fake. And, and I was reading. And I was reading that some celebrities are in fact human beings. But you'd be hard pressed to find me finding that information for I, sure. I haven't found one yet. Hey, uh, Kim Kardashian says her life is fulfilled now that she's done with Kanye. No kidding. She must have something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was filled with anything was when Ray J blew my guts out with the Hofty Wafty in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Does the Hofty Wafty come with a five-day waiting period? <laughs> no, but you got to put your right foot in and your left foot out. Caitlin, you do the Hofty Wafty. <laughs> Hey, Caitlin. Whatever, well, that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim. But I once uh, gave her a steak and oyster sandwich, a little white water rafting in Beaver Canyon. What are, you, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is I gave her this sneaky strawberry banana cream Sanchez with sprinkles. Oh my god! You ever have a sa- banana cream Sanchez with sprinkles? Can't say I have. <laughs> and Kanye? I hear me out. Two hundred thousand dollars a month times twelve. Is a lot of 200s and a lot of months. <laughs> Every year. Such an injustice. Not your Hollywood T-Rag and Rock 102. I am. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 615 and Quiet Riot. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Uh, messy commute out there this morning. The uh, side roads really haven't been cleared all that well. Depending on where you are, I guess. I didn't uh, have any problem getting in today. And, you know, you know, Hamden's uh, either hit or miss. They do a really good job or they really don't do a, such a good job. And it, today they were fine. See, my experience comes from the higher elevations. So, yeah, it's hard yeah. to get a truck way up there in a hill. So it is. It is very hard. Uh, but it's, but it, was, uh, it was pretty messy out there. So uh, And, of course, the temperature is going to drop, so that's all stuff's going to freeze. So yeah, just be, be careful driving out there. Uh, sunny and a high mm-hmm. of 36 today. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 40. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Remember about a year ago? I no. uh, Okay. Remember about 12 months ago? No. Uh, back in uh, the winter, I uh, made the mistake of exercising. Remember that? I was telling you I, I got a, a rowing machine. Yeah. And uh, this happened like right before the Mayflower Marathon. I'm rowing, right? And like a real gorilla. Just I'm just, I'm. I'm rowing and rowing and rowing because you use all the, apparently you use all your muscle groups right. on that rowing machine. So I thought, this is great. I yeah. could use the extra exercise and uh, I'll just go like a like an animal. And you'll be prepared next time you're in one of those races where those uh, those college kids, uh, you, know, you beat them all. And right. Like, oh, no, I'll be stronger than you are. You remember, that was my plan. Yeah. 
Anyway, your crew team. Something right. <laughs> I wanted to be the guy that yelled "stroke." Yes, just because I thought that was fun. <laughs> stroke. Anyhow, uh, I ripped my knee up as a result of going just a little bit too hard on that thing, and uh, the knees have never been right since. And I've yeah. never gone back on the rowing machine that I spent hundreds of dollars on. So that was uh, so that you know put uh, exercise on the back burner yeah. for a while. It was the end of the crew career. Right, and I thought if I were ever like on a like on a cruise ship, and we went down, and all thing, and uh, like the Titanic, and I was responsible for like paddling everyone to safety, I would probably be uh, kicked off the boat and die. I don't know what you did it for two days. I'm sure your crew instincts would kick in, and you'd be rowing all those passengers to safety. Yeah, well, you know, you'd like to think that, yeah. but uh, you, you know, my uh, my uh, my uh, <laughs> my stamina didn't really. Right. Uh, get to the point where it was building up. Well, anyhow, last week I came in here and I and I showed you. I I hurt my neck, and I think I I hurt it on uh, bad pillows. Bad okay. pillows. Bad pillows. Now, if you remember, you and I talked about this. If you can imagine the human neck, the human neck is usually something that is vertical. Yeah. Up and down, right, top to bottom, and on top of the neck sits the human head. And uh, by design, the head sits on top of the neck, and the neck is supposed to go like through the middle of the head, and the head is gently placed on the vertical neck, right? I find your belief system fascinating. Well, I'm just trying to dumb down basic uh, physiology for everybody so we all understand the the dynamics of it. And you saw, I, I pointed this out to you on Friday, and you said, oh my God, you're absolutely right. My head was askew to the right. Cockeyed. I like that word, cockeyed. Yeah, uh, cockeyed was... Uh, eyed. That's my favorite part. I know, I know. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't lined up straight up and down. It yeah, was yeah. like someone had taken my head off of my neck and and failed to put it down gently. Like they like they put it back down on the neck but in a rush without, uh, without any consideration as to... You know, how the neck is supposed to work when that happens. It's like uh, pulling your heads off your uh, Star Wars or your Thundercats uh, figures and then uh, trying to put them back on, but you can't quite put that head down right on yeah. the thing. And it's kind of, it's stuck on there, but it's just a little off. Askew. Yeah. Askew. I think askew is a good a good word for I it. I still like cockeyed, but go cockeyed ahead. Is, either way, it winds up being about the same, the same thing. Yeah. So I go to a chiropractor on Friday mm-hmm. thinking... Well, who is going to be able to straighten out my neck quickly and efficiently? Well, I went to go see the chiropractor. And, uh, you know, we get some people here in the building that uh, that go see this guy. They all rave about him. My wife has been. She raves about him. And I go, and uh, I'm getting ready to rave about this guy. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he looks at my neck. We take some x-rays. We're going to uh, review the x-rays today. But before I left, he gave me a little bit of a quick adjustment. One thing is I had to lie down on a table, and there are certain sections of this table yeah. which have like a like a almost like a break on it. So when he pushes on you, the 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 table parts of the table like let loose. Yeah. And so that way he's able to get more leverage and cracking you. Yeah. And then he did a thing where he you know grabbed my neck from the from the from the head and then just kind of jammed it a little bit. Ooh. God, that sounds painful. It, it's not as painful as I thought it would be. I thought it would be excruciating. It was weird, but uh, it felt better, and my neck was back 
where it belonged. Okay. You can imagine that. It's like, do you ever put like a lid on top of like, say, mayonnaise? Yeah. And for whatever reason, the lid's just not screwing on right. Yeah. And you, you're, you're, you're taking too long to put it back on. And, and you just say, ah, oh, to hell with that, put it in the fridge with a thing kind of half on. Yeah. That's what my head looked like on Friday. Today, it's, it's looking a whole lot better, but I was told to ice it because it's going to be, you know, sore throughout most of the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it has. And it was. It was. So I'm going back today. Now, here's the thing where I brought the exercise up before. Mm-hmm. I recently have been swimming because I thought, well, I'm not going to hurt myself while swimming. Water shops pond? Yes. Okay. I keep uh, I keep bumping into bodies and abandoned vehicles at the bottom of that thing. Well, are there people out there? Oh, they're there. <laughs> they're not moving, but they're, but, they're, but they're out there. Right. So I've been swimming, right? Mm-hmm. And uh and I would have gone this weekend, but there's just there's no way. I can't I can't really pull my head all the way back. And I'd like to do the backstroke, which means that I have to have the head back the entire time. You be stroking, stroking to the left. I stroke it to the right. But uh, so this is interrupting more exercise. And my conclusion is because now this has happened twice in the course of twelve months, that maybe what I should do, maybe is give up this whole pipe dream on exercise. It's doing me no, no good. No, it's only no. it's only making uh, causing me to injure myself and it may not actually be healthy in the long run. You really do need some sort of physical activity every day or at least Ugh. 3 times a week. Whether was, it go, whether it be walking or, you know, uh Whatever. Yeah, but I, but I find that doesn't suit my lifestyle at all. You can't walk? Not very well, no. I mean, you got a gym membership, don't you? Well, now I do. Well, then you can go on the treadmill. Treadmill. That's for suckers. No, it's not. It's it, You need to get some physical activity in you. Yeah, I know. But uh, that's what they tell you. That's what the, all these, these phony doctors have been telling me for years, that I might want to start moving my body. But the moment I do is the moment I hurt myself. Yeah, but the misconception of you working out means, you know, like you're, you probably think what, like what I do when I go lift all those uh, those big heavy plates and stuff like that. You don't yeah. have to do that. You don't have to do that in order to keep yourself healthy. You can just get a, a, a minimal amount of physical activity for a week. Let's say you go for a walk, 20 minutes on the treadmill. Okay. That's it. 20 minutes. How far away is the treadmill? It's we're at your gym. You, you go and get on the treadmill. So you now require me to walk to the treadmill. Well, I don't know how long you're going to walk in twenty minutes. You got to figure out, uh, you know, your, your the speed. Could I be carried gonna... onto the treadmill? No, you're not going to get carried. How about carried the... off the treadmill? No, no. I'm ju- I'm looking out for your health. You need to get some physical activity in you. Let me show you what I've been doing with the uh, with the swimming. Mm-hmm. Again, all backstroke, right? Uh, so this would have been like last Tuesday, thirty-two laps. 32 laps. 30 and how big is the pool? Is the kiddie Five pool? 5 feet long. Yeah, it's a kiddie pool. No, no, no. It's it's like it's 25 yards. It's oh, a, it's yeah. like a it's a real It's a real legitimate pool. pool. Okay. It, the uh, the distance was uh, 800 yards. Okay. And I blasted off 943 calories according to my Apple Watch. And then before that I did uh, 37 laps. And then yeah. before that I did uh, 33 laps. So I'm doing like an average of 30 laps in the pool. Crushing it. Like you wouldn't believe. But then all of a sudden I get an injury, which makes that very painful. Okay, but but the injury is being addressed, and you're taking care of this thing. 
And, yes. And so you have to go back again to this uh, this guy? I'm going back today, and then we will discuss how frequently I'll be going back to him. By the way, this is the this is like you going to the chiropractor, because he's just getting you in there for more visits. Yes. This is, uh, this is you. Now, this wheel balancing is free, right? Oh, you betcha. Absolutely. De- uh, oh, 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 wait a minute. These tires won't take a balance. They won't? Nah, nah, no. You hear that clunk? No. Yeah, that tells me you need four new tires. Really? Yeah. Legally, I can't even let you drive out of here on these. Oh, please, can't you let me slide this time? Gee, I'd really like to, but if my boss found out, I'd... All right, what's going on over here? Were you going to let this man drive out of here on unsafe tires? No, boss, I swear. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's it. You're fired. No, wait. This is all my fault. Oh, if I could only turn back the clock and buy four new tires. Yeah, see, he got he got yeah. duped. You're you're getting duped by this uh, this witch doctor <laughs> telling you to come back. <laughs> the chiropractor. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll take care of everything. Oh, uh, looks like you're gonna have to come back on Monday. Well, I mean, I I don't uh, I don't know uh, chiropractic medicine all that well. I'm kind of a new to the game, but uh, if. If it helps, they're going to keep cracking my neck till it's on the straight. I'll keep doing it. But I'll tell you what, this whole exercise thing to try to be healthy is really getting in the way. Oh, is it? Uh, it's it's now starting to become uh, inconvenient for me and painful. You need physical activity. Jesus. You need to work out God somehow, some it. way, three times a week. That's oh, it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Not that bad. You'll be okay. 626 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. The Wall Street 8 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be uh, sunny today eventually with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. There are some delays. I'm sure you'll get the call from your school and everybody will have a happy day. Uh, Scott Cohen will be joining us next hour. I don't know if he's going to be here on the phone. We'll find out uh, soon enough, but uh, we got some things to talk about. If he bails this morning by not coming in here that's uh <laughs> what a wuss yeah no kidding no kidding a big fat wuss yeah a phony wuss i'm starting to realize he kind of runs uh by his own his own clock yeah like he's like the only one who's really involved in his agenda yeah. is himself yeah like when we uh, when he uh, when he spoke when no one else was supposed to speak at yes. uh, at that guy's retirement party last week he just got up puffed up his chest and said by the way i've been here 34 years we have news next to rock 102 hey poser okay so 632 with Bax and nagel on rock 102 it's time for news brought to you by gary rome hyundai rent the all-electric ionic 5 for 28 days and includes insurance try it before you buy it Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, there's some traffic issues uh, due to this uh, snow and all that stuff. A uh, portion of East Mountain Road in Westfield has been shut down during the morning commute during uh, or due to an overnight crash. Westfield police said that the crash had damaged a utility pole. No serious injuries were reported. Northbound traffic on East Mountain Road was being diverted onto Holyoke Road, while southbound traffic was being diverted onto Buck Pond Road. Luckily, that's not a very heavily traveled area in Westfield. No, no, nobody goes over there. No. Uh, but they're, uh, you gotta be careful. The highways were pretty clear. 91 was, was nice and clear, but it was all those side roads, like, uh, you know, coming from the hill towns. Cause we got a little bit more up there. We could probably get about 
two or three inches more than you got down here. Mm-hmm. So uh, it takes a little while to clear all that stuff. Well, I thought like uh, you know coming in on Allen Street today yeah. was uh, was pretty well cleared up. So that wasn't too bad. East Long Meadow, which you know is, they're touch and go over there anyway. But uh, you know they weren't they were not that bad. But How- they 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 seem to be pretty well ahead of it. How did you do with your uh, snow removal? Uh, so I uh, I didn't remove anything uh, yet. I took uh, the snow broom, took uh, took all the snow off my car, yeah, cleared that up, and just was able to blast right through it. Um, my snowblower, uh, after having been in the shop over the summer, uh, still does not work. Really? It's an attachment that goes on the front of the tractor. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, everything is hooked up properly. I watched, you know, probably about eight videos to, to make sure that I was doing it right. Yeah. Because uh, it's called the quick attach. Quick attach, my ass. Not that quick? Not that quick. And uh, yeah, I spent about two and a half hours trying to figure out why this thing didn't work. And what did you in- uh, declu- include? Uh, what did you conclude? conclude? I concluded that there's something wrong with the 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 gear thing that pushes the other thing and the hoodoo bob and right. the thingamajig. Yeah. And uh, and that's not that's making the what's a hoozy not rot roll. You know the front blades on it? Sure. The front yeah. blades yeah. aren't moving. But okay. The, but the flywheel thing on the inside is moving. So I know that I hook that part up properly because if it's one thing leads to another. Have you had your thingamabob looked at? I haven't had my thingamabob looked what at. What about yet. your uh, your little tchotchkes in there? My little tchotchkes? Yeah. No, my who hads and my what's a what's a what's. But I know the I know uh, I don't know what uh, brand you've got. I know there's a lot of doodads inside, a lot of what you call it. And as soon as you get the, those things uh, yeah. figured out, it's really just a matter of uh, tightening up and replacing yeah. a few ball bearings. It's all ball bearings these days. So then I had to you know shell out some money and have some guy come in uh, and and plow the snow out of the driveway oh, Jesus. yeah it's a, it's just a big pain in the ass and it's like you know uh, this was all working this was all supposed to have been working it mm-hmm. was returned it was uh, it was said to, to be that it was worked it was working and uh, once i hooked it up uh, now it's not working is it the wheel behind the nut or the nut behind the wheel you sound like my dad my dad would say something like that well that's why i said it why don't you drink a six-pack of Budweiser and you forget all about this? How do you know I already didn't? Uh, well, I, oh, I knew I smelt something when I came in here. Now, Bright Nights, that was, uh, that was something that people went out to see last night. Bright Nights has uh, seen an uptick in the number of visitors. This is especially true for a night like last night with the snow making the experience feel more festive. It does. Uh, the snow does kind of add something to it to make mm-hmm. it more holiday. Otherwise, you're just like in a rainstorm where somebody forgot to take down their Christmas lights from last year. <laughs> the three-mile uh, drive-through holiday light experience with 675,000 LED lights is a local favorite. Come rain, sleet, or snow, people gather from near or far to partake in the merriment and start of the season right. That's some hard uh, hit hit and writing from Melissa Torres from yeah. Twenty Two News. I've always uh, felt, and I know that a lot of people feel differently about this. That the best time to go is during, like, uh, when it's snowing. Mm-hmm. But I find that when it's snowing, to get to Forest Park, to get onto Sumner Avenue, stand in line, and then and you pull into the park, 
that's a big pain in the nuts for me. Yeah. And I, you know, it's like, it's, is, the, is the snow, is the breathtaking beauty of it all really that much worth it? Yeah, it is. I don't know if it is. Not for me. What are you talking about? I mean, it's beautiful. I'd rather see like after the snow. Like after a plow has been through there a couple of times, no, my bald tires aren't slipping all over the place. I would rather see it with uh, with the snow coming down. Makes it feel like a, like a warm cup of home. You know yeah, what I mean? but then you got to leave. You got to get out. You got out the, the the Long Meadow exit, and then you got to go all the way back out to Huntington in a snowstorm. Well, well, how how festive is that? I don't know. I do. I come here every day. So what's the difference? Yeah, but you, but you're going. I'm on, actually three miles shorter. Than yeah, but you're going. not going here to fulfill your Christmas uh, wishes. You know. Yes, with, I am. You are. How do you think I get paid in order to buy those Christmas wishes? All right, I'll I'll try to reframe that yeah. question for you later. The East Hampton Fire Department received multiple 911 calls yesterday morning regarding a fire on Mechanic Street at Ed's Auto Body and Repair. The East Hampton Fire Chief Chris Norris said that when they arrived, there was an active fire and assistance was requested. When fire crews arrived, they could see flames coming from both bay doors. The fire was right off Union Street near near the Manahan Rail Trail. Mechanic Street was closed and police shut down Liberty Street as they uh, also worked to contain a water main break there. Oh, Raids big, and pours, huh? You got a raging fire going on, and you got a, a water main break, and it's good. By the way, we're going to get seven inches of snow later on today. What a mess. At one point, the electrical service lines fell on the nearest hydrant, making that hydrant unusable for a portion of the fire. Wow. This is like, like a like, comedy of errors almost. It's like uh, one thing after another. It's almost like, uh, I don't want to, I'm not trying to make light of this, but it's almost like. Uh, like fate wanted this fire to happen. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, you're gonna use that water? Watch this. Psh! You had a you had a live electrical wire down yeah, on the okay. fire hydrant. That's crazy. Uh, Twenty two news crews were there during the fire, and fire officials told them uh, what told them the fire was happening on an active gas line. Jesus Christ! It, it sounds like one of those Looney Tune cartoons where you know he's uh, he falls into a pit of oil and yeah. then he comes out and he gets thrown into a feather factory and he's covered with feathers and then he you know it's like a, like a Blake Edwards film. Yes, you know, like one thing happens to Inspector Clouseau, but like fifteen things happen before they go to the next scene. That's exactly what's exactly going on. Exactly what's here. going on here. Uh, Norris said there were challenges controlling the fire and getting the gas lines to the building off. Uh, Eversource was on the scene. They were able to shut the gas lines to the facility off, and at this time, crews were trying to complete the overhaul and checking for extensions of the building, and we will begin the investigation process after that. The East Hampton Fire Department said the gas line fed the fire and helped spread through the building. That's uh, that's pretty crazy, though. <clears throat> Do they say uh, what kind of uh, shape the building was in? Because they just they just showed video and like the inside looked pretty jammed up. But do they uh, say whether this is a salvageable building now? I don't I don't think so. I think there was probably quite a bit of damage in there. Yeah, but you're not so. going to go in there with uh, an active gas line going off. <coughs> oh no! Uh, in Deerfield, coals dumped in a yard on Thursday were able to ignite a fire on Sunday. The Deerfield Fire Department said a homeowner dumped what they believed to be extinguished coals on Thursday, December 8th, and the coals were able to ignite a fire three days later on Sunday, December 11th. They just rewrote that line. Why wouldn't you just say that in the line? Is it is it just to add more words to the story? Yes. It's the same thing. That's right. There was a, there was a thing on TikTok I saw last week uh, about uh, it was like a, a newscast, a fake newscast, and it said, uh, a, a 
person was murdered on 6th Street uh, and also murdered on 6th Street. Like, they kept repeating the line over and over and over again to fill the time for the for the newscast. Yeah. Well, was this like a live shot? Because yeah. in a live shot, you hear that all the time. You know, they'll, they'll tell you the story, and then they'll say, and in case you missed it, again... Yeah, no. Yeah, and then they'll repeat the same exact stuff they just repeated. No, this was, uh, hey, we need uh, f- uh, 50 words to put into a story. Let's see if we can double these up. <laughs> Listen, I want more screen time. If I just tell you the very basics of the story, it'll, it'll be over in only 10 seconds. Firefighters were called to the scene when a neighbor noticed the smoke and flames coming from the side yard of the house nearby. Off-duty firefighters living in the area were able to control the fire until other departments responded. The Deerfield Fire Department said the off-duty firefighters were responsible for stopping the fire from spreading. Greenfield Fire, South Deerfield District uh, Fire District, and the uh, Deerfield Police Department helped uh, by putting out the flames. Oh, they all helped. It was like a big community effort. I think that's their job, isn't it? Yeah, I believe, uh, you know, uh, when you're a firefighter, that's your your main goal, Mm. don't you think? I would think so. A, a lot of gun owners take their responsibility with firearms seriously, and then uh, then there's this guy. A 76-year-old man in Minnesota named Michael Powers was arrested after he opened fire on a squirrel who was on his bird feeder. He told the uh, police he regularly did that and said he was at war with the squirrels. The problem <laughs> was he didn't hit the squirrel. Instead, at least six bullets hit a neighbor's house, including one that went through the window of a child's bedroom. The other five hit the siding. Fortunately, no one was hurt. As the man was being cuffed, his uh, wife reportedly said, Well, I told you. <laughs> you know. Yeah, that, that sounds like it. That sounds like a couple that's been around together for a like, long time. That's like the last thing you want to hear. You know you done messed up. You know you shouldn't have been doing this all along. Mm-hmm. But the last thing you want to hear is that nagging wife going, I told you this was going to happen. <laughs> you know, once you've been told by the cops you have the right to remain silent, maybe that should really apply to everybody involved. Powers was charged with recklessly handling of a dangerous weapon, a misdemeanor, plus a felony count of discharging a firearm with a, within a municipality. He's facing up to two years in prison and a $5,000 fine for the penalty. It's on Squirrel why the uh, squirrel was bothering the bird feeder when this guy was clearly insane. This guy's nuts. Uh, you ever seen a, a squirrel near a bird feeder? They don't care. Yeah, but I'm saying the squirrel should have gone after the nutty guy. Maybe. But they just don't care. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be sunny with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, uh, yeah. Time passes, and you haven't had a chance. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 649 in the James Gang with Bax and Nagel. On Rock 102. Uh, well, your morning commute is going to be pretty messy, so just give yourself some extra time this morning. It's going to be sunny eventually with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. 15 for a low on the overnight tonight. It it's cold. Uh, hey, uh, join Steve and the road crew uh, at the Shortstop Bar and Grill this Thursday from 5 to 7. 29 beers on tap, a huge selection of appetizers, 30 TVs. The Shortstop is the perfect place to watch the game. And hang out with friends. And while you're there, check out their state-of-the-art golf simulators and batting cages. Stop by the Rock 102 table for your chance to win all kinds of great prizes. It's this Thursday, 5 to 7 at the Shortstop Bar and Grill, 99 Springfield Street, Route 20 in Westfield, with Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Well, we got a little letter in our mailbag. 
Okay. All right. Yes. Uh, good afternoon, uh, Steve. I have noticed since you... This is obviously sent the other day. Good afternoon, Steve. I have noticed since you and Bax have been left on your own in the last few months, uh, you say that you need a producer, and while I agree having a producer does help, especially in the radio business, I do have to say that the two of you, what the two of you are doing is something uh, that is radio gold. But if it helps, I can step in once in a while and be the producer. How hard could it be? The Hawkman. Well, uh, it is. Uh, it would be very hard because it is a demanding position. You know what? It's probably not that difficult, but for a guy like him, he wouldn't be able to get down the stairs. We don't have like handicapped access to this building. Well, we got a we got a ramp outside. Yeah, the ramp goes to the office so you can pick up a prize. The ramp doesn't bring you all the way down to mom's basement here at forty five Fisher Avenue. Is there a chance he could produce from upstairs while we're down here? Yeah. <laughs> I well, mean, nobody wait. nobody's been producing upstairs for a long time, so oh, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah that's you. Ain't that the truth, boy? Blood. That is the that is the honest to goodness truth. But um, yeah, it's uh, well, we we could have him as a producer. Well, you were a producer for many years, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. What did you produce? Um, nothing, nothing. I really haven't. Uh, I was just playing Candy Crush in that room the whole time. That's kind of what I figured. And now I'm uh, now I'm losing it because I I don't have time to play Candy Crush. I don't have time to do any of those games. <laughs> you know, for six and a half months, I played a game almost. Every minute yeah. of the show. Almost kind of like dodgeball. Yeah. A tag. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Dodgeball. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Or pie in the face. That's what the kind. <laughs> that's what the game it was. Don't get hit with a pie in the face. But we were throwing them left and right. Yes, we were. Well, uh, well, there you go. That's uh, the letter. Yeah, Hawkman also sent me something, too. Got to make sure I get this out. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, uh, public safety alert, Palmer Road and Ware is slow, so please be careful from Hawkman. Can you please say this on the radio? How no. does he know? He's not driving. Well, maybe somebody he, uh, maybe his mom was driving and said, oof, don't, we are not going out of the house today. Certainly not on Palmer Road. It's slow out there. We yep. need to be, we should have been careful. You get four wheel drive on that, uh, that, 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 uh, rascal. He does want to go, uh, break the speed limit for wheelchairs. He was telling me that uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. He, he told us both that, I think. Yeah. Didn't he? He, he said it wouldn't take that much. It's the bigger engine on the, on the chair he's got. Well, you can have the engine off, uh, my old lawnmower. I think he's going to want something a little. I think he's looking for some sort of like a, like a like a Grand National uh, or a, like a well, Mustang. I, I thought he said uh, it was like thirty miles an hour was the was the fastest wheelchair. He was looking to go more like eighty ninety. I don't know if he can do that or not. I don't know why he couldn't. There's got to be a way. Some like weird, uh, like Back to the Future remake. <laughs> but with a with a paraplegic and a, or a quadriplegic in a in a wheelchair, yeah. and uh, you have to get the wheelchair up to eighty eight miles an hour. <laughs> you got to get it to a bunch of certain gigahertz. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, gigawatts. 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 That's yeah, what I, it is. I can see that. You could be crazy Doc Brown. I don't mind being that. Yeah. I could fill that role. I'll be Biff. I see you as a Biff. Who punches the guy who winds up in a wheelchair <laughs> for the rest of his life. <laughs> Hell, there you go. There you go. Allegedly, Scott Cohen will be joining us in just a few minutes. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Power Tool Headquarters. Milwaukee. DeWalt. Craftsman. Rocky's Power Tool Trifecta. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, if I may, since the Patriots aren't playing until tonight against the Arizona Cardinals, a game which you'll hear here on Rock 102, I'd like to take a moment to talk about America's team. No, not those guys. Nor am I talking about those other guys. I'm not even talking about the Green Bay Packers who mercifully gave their fans a week off with the bye. No, my friends, I'm talking about America's real team. I'm talking about the stunning comeback of the Detroit Lions. Sure, it's easy to dismiss the Detroit Lions, what with their appalling history of astonishingly bad football. But as we sit here and lament whatever the hell's going on with the Patriots, and we're sleeping on this flesh-searing juggernaut of the Detroit Lions, sure, They were a team that started off the year with one win and six losses, but in the last few weeks, they've won five out of the last six games, including yesterday's dismantling of the heavily favored Minnesota Vikings, 34-23, and they are on their way to potentially making the playoffs for the first time in six years. In lieu of better teams to follow, I'll be taking my chances on the Detroit Lions. Sure, they haven't won the division in 29 years. Sure, they haven't won a playoff game since 1991. Sure, they've never been to a Super Bowl. Yes, I'm fully aware they haven't won a championships game since 1957, which was 65 years ago. But since the Packers have all but played themselves into oblivion and the Patriots are still in last place, the only team left to choose from is either everybody else or the team whose history speaks to me like nobody else. And with all things being equal, I say it's finally time to focus on a team that that deserves our attention for all the right reasons, even if almost certain humiliation is right at their doorstep. Yes, I'd rather be rooting for one of our favorite teams, but I'm finding them to be disappointing and unreliable, whereas the Lions have nothing to lose because they almost always do, except for now when they haven't. Now that's a team I can trust. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get $25 in Rocky's cash rewards when you spend one twenty-five, spend one twenty-five, 125 bucks at Rocky's. 25 bucks to spend at Rocky's. It's free money. You probably have a few holiday gifts to get at Rocky's anyway. So get this offer and 25 bucks in free Rocky's cash rewards at your neighborhood cash at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. It's 709 and U2 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, a little bit of a messy commute out there, so just be careful. Give yourself some extra time. Going to be sunny today with a high of 37. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. What a delight to welcome into the studio one of the finest orators of our time. Loquacious, gregarious, a bunch of other words I have no understanding of the meaning of. <laughs> But he's in the studio with us right now, Scott Cohen. Yeah. So, I heard you. I heard you when I was driving down. Yeah. I heard you. You were taking shots at me. No. Yeah, you did. No. I, you, you did because I. Uh, let me tell you what happened. I'm in, I'm I'm in my apartment. I go to the gym. I went to the I went to the friggin' gym today. Right. Okay. Okay. Why? That's that's dedication. 
and I'm in the I'm there, and I I texted you earlier, and I said, hey, I'm not you know I'm not sure if I'm coming in or not, and then I'm at the gym, and I'm like, I'm not going to hear the friggin' end of it if yeah. I don't come in. You know, they suck. this is this is exactly the kind of chum. You're not going to hear the end of it if you do come. That in, sharks so like know. you guys, yeah. the well, two of you, I mean, go listen. after. And sure enough, and sure enough, I'm driving down, and you're busting my balls. Well, it's, it's, Scott, you have to understand. First of all, you know, Steve and I both made the extreme sacrifice, putting our life on the line to be here. I understand that, and I know that uh, you know Northampton to East Lomito is a hell of a drive in, un- in inclement weather. But, uh, you know, we both made it in here like a couple of men, and we don't see us complaining about it. Well, like I said, mm. I, I, I knew I was going to get the business, and, <laughs> and here I am. Well, here's the other part of the business. Steve, do you want to jump yeah, in here? You know, yeah. uh, okay. you, you, didn't, you didn't hear the show on Friday. Uh, I did the not. The day after the retirement party we had for our coworker here. Jerry. Yeah, yep. Jerry. And uh, you, uh, after Bax, did a very eloquent uh, and well-said speech. It was well fine. Des- well-deserved speech for Just Jerry. Just fine. I poured my heart and soul into I it. I know. No, actually, I was I was like, wow, that was some really meaningful stuff. Like, he really put some yeah. effort into that, and uh, and, 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 and and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Jerry deserved those to hear those words. Yes. Um, and that was supposed to be the <clears throat> end of it. And well. then you, uh, well, I better puff up my chest and uh, tell everybody that I've been working here much longer, which wasn't even true. Well, it is true. It's no, not it's true. not true. What because are you talking about? Consistently, you have not worked here for 30, I'm would not you say? Too, it's not a case of consistent. You, but you got up and said, well, I've been here for 34 years. Well, you haven't actually been here for 34 years. Yeah, if, if, Remember if that you, little if, TV gig you had no. and you were doing sports? And yeah. You weren't working? here remember, I, remember the 25 year grudge yeah yeah, yeah. the 25 year grudge <laughs> yeah. who could forget that yeah well that's <laughs> by the way the grudge is back on now <laughs> so um but yeah you, you, yeah, you, you had to get your last word in. Yeah, yeah. i mean we were told that the jerry didn't want a lot of speeches he just wanted you know i wasn't told that well we were told that we didn't have we didn't think we had to tell everybody but you know basically the boss said hey listen would you mind saying a few words i'll say a few you'll say a few and that's really all jerry hmm. you know jerry really wants it's okay fine I'll, I'll i'll make it brief and uh and then i'll sit down and shut up so i sit down i shut up and here's scott standing up Ignoring, yeah, ignoring the very first thing that came out of my mouth, where I said, "I'm going to make this brief." Hey, I wasn't. Uh, mine was to the point, sincere. Yes. Come on, listen. <laughs> well, hey, two two things, two things. One, yeah. One, I I I've known Jerry forever, and I and I wanted to I wanted to say let Jerry know how I felt about him. You are sitting okay. at the same table right across. From yeah, him. and two, I can't help myself. <laughs> I just well, can't. I just can't help here, it. Here's what I akin it to. It's much like your TV days, where Bax did the six, and then you had a martini, and then you did the eleven. Of course, yeah. The ten, and then the back. ten and the eleven. <laughs> right, the ten and the eleven. <laughs> you and Tom Bavacqua. Me and yeah, 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 there, exactly. you there you go. Among other illuminaries. So, well, look, I you know, I guess I guess what I did could be looked at, you know, several ways, and you are choosing to to be negative, which I understand. Listen, I get it. And uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm taking the high road, and I'm I'm Mr. Positive. I, I, listen, I, I'm not taking it as a negative <laughs> because I think everybody in the room feels the same way about Jerry that you know that everybody else feels sure. about Jerry. They and people are saying, well, well, I'd like to say a few words, and I, I can't. But Cohen gets up and starts, you know, yeah, 
yeah. just going on and on. There's just a presumptuousness about, well, about I've, you hey, standing up. I've earned the presumptuousness of it because I've, I've been around a long time, and I can I can do whatever the hell I want. You're, you're not a, uh, a senior employee anymore. You're just a senior citizen who's who's back working here yeah there's that too so you guys were giving me a hard time on friday yes of course good of course you know i i've got um, you know for somebody who's worked over 34 years we do have a show every morning yes i well i I, i'm on an as need to know basis i've got i've got guys you know my buddies up in in uh at my club in hamp and they go hey guys are talking about you again today and i just laugh i go i say to them I don't care what they're saying as long as they're talking. That's all that matters. Hey, now oh, you're look, talking. Oh, look at you. With all right, um, so okay. back to live action. In yeah. Live action. The uh, the Patriots are taking on the Cardinals tonight. Yep. Uh, it is a winnable game, even totally. though even though it's in Arizona. Yep. It's not like Arizona's. Uh, you <laughs> no, know, they, they actually up. they kind of suck right now. So they do. So you know, with everything uh, kind of being equal in the NFL, and uh, you're looking at the standings, and and you know the Patriots are in in last place, but the uh, the Jets got their asses handed to them last night. Hey, so yeah, but listen, the Jets played they played hard. That game that was a good football game. That was a good game. But I think if you're looking honestly at the standings right now, honestly, and uh, and I know everybody has like this glimmer of hope that uh, the Patriots win out. Win out? Who's, <sighs> who? I'd like to meet that person. Yeah, I don't think anyone's really think. Even at five hundred, I don't think any. I don't think there's any pr- chance in hell they're going to the no. The postseason. They're probably not. I mean, t- listen. So everything you just said about the game is true. Um, they, you know, look. They're they're going out and playing football tonight. The object of the game is to win, and that's what they want to do. Uh, but you know, and then they're playing. Then they're playing. They're going to stay out west, and they're playing the Raiders um, next. Yeah. And so, you know, I mean, those are two games they can win, and winning is, you know, it's all, what we all want, but I mean, when you look at the rest of the way, they we might just be prolonging the inevitable. I mean, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Bills I mean, come on. Come on. There's there's no there's no chance they compete against any of those teams. I, no. I mean, the only, the Bills game is the last one. Um, and it's on the road, and uh, they—I mean, there's a chance that that Buffalo could be the you know the top seed in yeah. the conference, and, and they get the bye. And if they are, they might rest some of their starters, so that's an opportunity. But let's—I mean, just put it this way: suppose they suppose they end up um, you know making the playoffs and sneaking in as as the as the last qualifier. What does that mean? You're gonna go. You're gonna go to right now. Go to Kansas City and play the Chiefs. Yeah. Hey, thank you very much. Great. <laughs> yeah, I I I just worked the last three four weeks for this. Yeah. So you know you're not, not going to see very much. Yeah, not going to see that. very much. So so the other the, the thing I want to talk to you about. You know, so last week there was a spending spree in baseball. Huge spending. Y- a spree. huge amount of money being thrown out all over the place. Yep. San Diego, the Mets, the Yankees. They're all they're all spending gobs of money gobs of money yeah it's a it's a shame to see xander bogarts go i know they picked up a couple of guys but they picked up guys one uh a a guy from japan who has never seen american pitching thank you uh, thank you in advance for that move you've uh because we've been down that road before Before. and it hasn't worked out all that great you've also got a relief pitcher who's now 35 years old and Mm -hmm. you could say well verlander pitched great until the age of 40 yeah that's true but not everybody does so then you say, well, what are they really doing to make this team any better? And my guess, uh, my answer to that is they're not. They're not. They're not 
doing squat. No, they're not doing squat. What's you know, I I, I had this conversation when all this was going on last week, and I I believe I've used this term talking to you guys before. Fenway Park is not a major league baseball uh, arena. It's a tourist attraction. You got thirty seven thousand and change who can go see those games. It's just like Wrigley Field. People, you know, they mm-hmm. they wait their whole lives to go to Fenway Park. You go to Boston from around the country. You go watch a Red Sox game. It's like it's like one of those cross it off the bucket list things. Right. It's a tourist attraction. It's filled for the most part, no matter whether they're in first place or in last place. And and the way they're conducting their business, they are not they are not playing the game the way it's supposed and management now the way it's supposed to be played they are no longer they are no longer participating in the free agent market like they used to they're just not and they're i don't think they ever will until they change ownership and the ownership team they have has been great for them they've done you know they've done a lot of great things in this business but they're no longer interested in competing that way they're just not you know, when you look at a, a guy like Devers who's going to be up for a free agency he's next. at the end of the, he's the next guy to go. He's the next guy to go. And they will and they will uh, undercut his uh, his marketability significantly too. Yep. And even though at the end allegedly the the uh, the Red Sox came up with uh, some decent numbers for for Xander Bogarts. But there's always but at that point it's too late. It, it's not and it, it's about and it's about commitment to a guy like that. It is and it's and it also you know and you know the not that baseball players have never always gone for the, you know to the highest bidder i mean for the most part they have but there's always going to be somebody who's who is going to pay more than the red Sox are willing to pay and you know i you know with with bogarts they they probably could have wrapped up a deal with him at the beginning like last off season and they didn't do that and he you know on opening day he said that's it i'm not talking to about contracts for the rest of the season but like i said earlier Bex, they're they're just not interested in doing and conducting business that way anymore well and the other thing the other question i have is you know when you look at some of these big contracts you know they're i mean nine years 10 years 11 year contracts 12-year contracts in some cases trout's got a 12-year contract and you look at the you know what the yankees gave aaron judge nine years 360 million dollars it's a huge contract Mm -hmm. But with him, with a less of a contract, they still didn't win the World Series. That's they true. still have to 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 add extra players to make sure that mm-hmm. a nine year three three hundred sixty million dollar deal is worth it. Right. There's lots of pressure on the on the Yankees to produce something that does well in the postseason. Mm-hmm. It's like, at what point does do these contracts just become counterproductive? Nine to twelve years on any player, regardless of who it is, is an extraordinary commitment. A lot can happen in twelve years, right. including injury, uh, you know, right. y- 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 lack of productivity. All kinds of things can happen in the in the course of a few short years. So, are these contracts wise? Because to me, it doesn't seem all that smart. The only reason they're taking that three hundred and sixty million and stretching it over nine years is because they. I mean, I really think that um, logically, what you have to look at that is it's it's a it's a five year contract and they're paying him you know eighty million dollars a year, but they don't have eighty million 
each year, so they stretch it out to nine. So they it's like just like a just like a car payment, you know, with with an average person. You know, you go six years, it's going to cost you five hundred, but if you go seven years, it's four thirty-five, and that's more manageable. So, uh, but but the thing is, again, this is th- baseball. Any any pro sports, it's entertainment. Having Aaron Judge there. It sells tickets, it sells hot dogs, it sells parking, it sells clothing, it, it sells TV ratings because people are going to tune in to watch them. The Yankees are paying Aaron Judge that much money because they can. And there's only a handful of teams that can do that. And they're getting, they're getting uh, duked on the luxury tax because they're way over the threshold, but they don't care because yeah. they have the money. What else do we got to, that I'm not thinking about? Ah, uh, well, Bruins. The Bruins won again last night. Um, you know they're 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 playing great. You know they uh, they beat Las Vegas. Uh, the World Cups this week. Um, the semifinals are tomorrow and Wednesday. Uh, so I uh, people are going to be all over that. Um, you know, and so it goes. Yeah, uh, going back to the uh, the Patriots real quick. The Mac Jones getting fined uh, for flicking the football last week during the Bills game. How do they come up with these numbers of the fund? Do you know how? Do you know how that uh, works? It's, it's like ten thousand six hundred nine dollars. It's, it's not it, like a, like an even number. Yeah, that that I don't know, but I think it's I think it's pretty much probably arbitrary in many ways. I that, think the commissioner just goes, "All right, that's uh, that's a twenty five grander well, right the, there." The commissioner yeah. can't focus on that kind of thing when he's too busy trying to dismantle what's going on the Washington Commanders. <laughs> so <laughs> being responsible for that mess. Yeah, but, my favorite team. But a fine to them is is like somebody fining us like twenty five twenty five bucks. bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're making millions of dollars, ten grand in the grand they, scheme of things. They Ain't they don't bad. care. Yeah, the only the only time that it really hurts a, a pro athlete, especially in football, with them with there only being you know less than twenty games, is when they um, when they suspend you for games. You don't you you know you don't get paid for that. That hurts. Fines don't. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, we will talk to you next week. Thankfully, we only have the Christmas party this week. <laughs> <laughs> is the Christmas party this week? Isn't it this week? Uh, yeah, it's the Thursday. Thursday. Ooh, I'll have to prepare my speech. <laughs> Aren't you part could of you, the? Uh, could you say a few words? Secret Santa. <laughs> I am. Oh, right, well, there you go. Yeah, there so go. I got to show up. Very good. It's uh, seven twenty-four. It's Bags and Nagel and Scott Cohen, Rock One Hundred Two. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Liquors. Listen to Pat Kelly this Wednesday afternoon for Pat's Pets. This Wednesday at around 2.15, the Thomas J. O'Connor Adoption Center visits Rock 102 with an adoptable pet, and Pat will be on the air to find it a permanent home. Hopefully, it doesn't poop in a studio. Hopefully, it does. Hank! Pat's Pets, proudly sponsored by Tudor House Liquors in East Long Meadow, committed to finding homes for the rescue animals of the TJO in Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Hi, I'm Warren, owner of McKinstry's Market Garden in Chicopee. Our motto is Picked Fresh Daily. McKinstry's Market Garden in Chicopee for the holidays. McKinstry's now has Christmas trees and Christmas wreaths and cemetery planters too. McKinstry's Market Garden in Chicopee for the holidays. We're open seven days a week with the freshest produce anywhere. Visit our bakery for fresh baked breads, muffins, pies, and our awesome apple cinnamon donuts. If you come early, they're still hot. McKinstry's Market Garden, Montgomery Street, Chicopee. It's not too late to find big savings on holiday gifts at your Dick's Sporting Goods Warehouse Sales Store in Holyoke. 
Save up to 70% off last-minute gifts. Plus, take an additional 25% off apparel and footwear. Find can't-miss deals on thousands of styles from top athletic apparel and footwear brands. With new styles arriving throughout the week, it's easy to find something for everyone on your list. Don't miss your chance to shop great gifts at your Dick's Sporting Goods Warehouse Sales Store in Holyoke at Holyoke Mall. Pricing on select styles while supplies last. Who knows grow? He knows grow. Brett, the owner of Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics, 515 College Highway in Southwick, where knowledge comes first and products come second. Need a professional eye to set up your indoor garden? Looking for pest management or irrigation expertise? Stop and see Brett. He knows grow. Deep discounts on lighting, nutrients, and grow kits. Nor'easter Organic Life Hydroponics. Check them out online at nor'easterorganiclife.com or like them on Facebook. The holidays are here and there's only one place to make your dinner easy. That's Atkins Farms. Atkins features certified Angus beef, turkeys, and the freshest seafood around. Fresh and local produce, too. Top off your holiday dinner with Atkins' own pies and cakes from our bakery department. Got questions? Just ask. Atkins has holiday platters, unique gifts, and holiday beer and wine baskets. Happy holidays from Atkins Farms at the corner of Route 116 and Bay Road in South Amherst. Online at AtkinsFarms.com. It's 726 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It is a, a messy commute this morning, so just be careful out there. Give yourself some extra time to wipe the snow off your car. High of 37 for today. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. Low of 15 for tonight. It's going to get pretty cold. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. Jesus, it's awful cold. Yeah, you know, I'm not uh, I'm not a fan of the, uh, the freezing temperatures, the... You know, fifteen degrees. No, either either am I. But you know, I, I got the pellet stove working now, so it's uh, it's you know, it's heating the heating the house up. Yeah, it's nice and toasty. I I, I like that part of the winter. You know, being uh, getting all uh, warm and toasty and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you know, I'm I'm clearing my my car off this morning. Yeah, you know, I don't even have gloves on. I got the uh, the snow broom. I'm thinking, I really don't like any of this, but. You know, it's 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 the only bad part of New England. If you, if I could just get past, like, you know, I mean, it's already like mid December. Yeah. It's all right. So I can I can I can probably stomach it just as long as we don't get like a hundred inches of, inches of snow this season. I could probably deal with it. But in the moment, I'm like, ugh, why am I doing this? I have no idea where my snow broom went. No idea. You got to get one. You got to get one. I think I actually let this guy borrow it down the hall here, and he never returned it. I don't know that. What are you march right over there right now and ask uh, and demand it back? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. <laughs> it's like it's like calling an ex asking for your stuff back. <laughs> and I don't want to do that right now. <laughs> hey, uh, remember that thing I left over at your apartment? <laughs> I really need to come and see you. I really just need to see you. But but nobody wants to see each other. Yeah. That's that's the gist of it. It's seven twenty eight with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. It's 7.31 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Rent the all-electric Ionic 5 for 28 days. It includes insurance. Try it before you buy it. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Uh, thank you, Bax. After last night's snowstorm, there are some slippery conditions, especially on untreated roads this morning, so be careful out there. Towards uh, this afternoon, the snow will move out and uh, will turn partly to mostly sunny by this afternoon. And how much snow did we get in Massachusetts? 22 News was working for you with a look at snowfall totals from across the region. And? Franklin County. Uh, Hawley saw a whole seven and a half inches. 
uh, Greenfield. God, we don't live up there. 3.8 inches. Okay. Uh, Hamden County. Uh, Chicopee, 6.4. Westfield, 5.7. Ludlow, 5. West Springfield, 5. Springfield, 4.5. And in Hampshire County, uh, 7 inches up in Chesterfield. I don't think we got more than like 3 inches. I think it was like about 3. Yeah, we get a lot more where I live. And it's really not that much farther. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're like Westfield. Closer to the equator. Yeah. Probably helps. You know, I've always noticed that there's a, on Route 20, uh, when you cross from Westfield into Russell, there's that big bridge that goes across the, uh, by Tacoa Mountain, it goes yeah. across the Mass Pike. It's the Mass Pike Bridge. Yep. And uh, it's almost like night and day there. It's like uh, like when the Berlin Wall came down, you know, <laughs> what was on one side, you know, it's a clear on the Westfield side, but then it's like, then you get the snow. It's like, that's like the, the border. Are there a lot of people like clamoring to get into Russell from Westfield? Like, like they want to knock that wall down? No. Just to see what's on the other side? No, no, no. That's the Because I gotta tell you, I've been to Russell many times. Route twenty is for the uh the drug runners running back and forth through the New York State border. But they figure if you don't take the highway and you take the back road, you're less likely to get caught. Yeah, that's probably true. Well, that's that's part of that's one of the uh the, the messages in Steve Nagel's College of Knowledge. If you're a drug runner, uh first of all, you gotta you know, we we've already established that you're making sure you get your registration's up to date to mm-hmm. have any lights. Uh, but you definitely don't want to drug run on a major highway. You want to go the back roads. Always take the back roads. Yeah, because uh, you're less likely to be pulled over by a cop. You know, the other thing is, is if you got uh, pulled over by a local cop, mm-hmm. it usually goes a whole lot better than if you're pulled over by a state cop, where all of a sudden it's a state charge as opposed to a local charge. Oh, I And see. I am making that thing up on the, on the top of my head. I don't even know if that's true, Ooh. but I think that's what the truth is. And uh, a class being taught by Professor Baxendale at Steve Nagel College of Knowledge. Yeah, that's right. Much much better to get pinched by the cops on a local road. Springfield police officers arrested three people and recovered a loaded gun after responding to a shoplifting in progress at the Cumberland Farms on Carew Street on Tuesday morning. Mo- Steve, isn't today Monday? Yeah, well, this story came out over the weekend. Over the a Tuesday story came out over the weekend. Yep, this was uh, posted on uh, December tenth at two forty three p.m. According to officials, responding officers found three people in a vehicle at the Cumberland Farms parking lot and conducted a traffic stop. Officers then found a gun in plain sight, loaded with eight rounds in the magazine. While detaining the three suspects, the three suspects were then arrested. The three suspects faced the following charges. Uh, well, I'm not going to read all the charges to you, uh, but according to police, heroin was also recovered. Uh, from one of the uh, suspects during booking. Hmm. Ah, you weren't going to tell us about this, were you? I didn't think you'd find it. Well, it was uh, it was right in the top of the crack of my butt in the back. <laughs> I didn't think you guys would look there. I was kind of at a, at a time crunch. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really, uh, you know, kind of... didn't have time to properly mule. Here's another Tuesday story that was posted on Saturday. Steve, that, that's like uh, that's like six days ago. Four people, including an alleged rapist, were arrested Tuesday morning after members of the Springfield Police Department executed a warrant at an apartment on Union Street. According to uh, Springfield Police, the SVU, Special Victims Unit, by the way. Is that what that is? Yeah. Applied and were uh, granted uh, two search warrants for 43-year-old Wayman Jenkins of Springfield. While Jenkins, that sounds like a made-up name. Like uh, like you're from the, like you're in the South and... Uh, 
you got to go see old Wayman Jenkins for uh, for your supplies. Isn't it, uh, don't you mean Waylon Jennings? No, he was just a good old boy. He never meant no harm. <laughs> uh, while Jenkins was being arrested, police found two women were inside the apartment with arrestable warrants and a man in possession of heroin and cocaine. Uh, the arrest warrant was issued, and uh, let's see... Yeah, 37-year-old Nair Walker, 41-year-old Linda Rodriguez, and 40-year-old Juan Delgado, uh, all charged with uh, possession of uh, receiving a stolen motor vehicle and drug uh, possession. So how about that? <laughs> I'll be damned. Well, at least you're, I mean, you're doing, it, you're doing a group crime. Well, it is always fun when you got other people to do things with. You know, kind of like, uh, like if you went Christmas caroling, you wouldn't want to go alone. You'd no. want to go with a group of people. Yeah, you'd never want to go alone. Uh, Jewish community members gathered at the Springfield Museum Saturday night for a special Havdalah celebration. I've never heard of this before, and I think it's really cool. Space Havdalah is a rich sensory experience with music that allows guests to learn more about our solar system. Families with children ages 5 and 12 were able to stop by the Springfield Museum's uh, Seymour Planetarium to take part in the event. Uh, we wanted to celebrate the uh, the end of the Sabbath, the Jewish Sabbath, which is called Shabbat, is that how you say it? That's right. Shabbat. Uh, and it's a special ceremony called Havdalah, which actually has to do with space. In order to do Havdalah, you have to see three stars, said Elise Barber, a PJ library coordinator at the Springfield Jewish Community Center. Barber says she was happy to have space Havdalah in person and two years doing the event virtually due to the pandemic. I never even knew they were doing this before the pandemic. No, I didn't know this one. I want to go to this next year. Sounds like fun. I like plan. I haven't been to a planetarium since I was I think it was Cub Scouts. I think the last planetarium I saw was like a Led Zeppelin laser light show. Yeah. And it was awesome. Oh, that's cool. Was that at Springfield too? No, this was like in Boston somewhere. I just remember uh, being a kid and the seats go all the way back. Yep. And you look up at the sky and then there's a guy with like a laser pointer thing or a pointer pointing at, uh, at, the, at the stuff. You like all that spacey stuff? I do. I got this app. Did I ever show you this app? Skyview Light. I think I have. I don't know if I have Skyview yeah. or I have. Get a load of this. It uh, it shows you where everything is, like GPS kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a different. Yeah. Certain stars I, and planets and so stuff. I have something similar called Night Sky, but then they keep asking me if I want to pay five ninety nine for it, and I don't want to pay five ninety nine for if, it. If I bored a hole into the ground right yeah. here, right, and went right through the entire other side of the Earth, yeah, we would be seeing Jupiter. Wow. Yeah. Look at you that. See Jupiter. Well, I mean, you have to be looking over you here. You can't really see that see, stuff. See, look, 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 look over there. Saturn, right there. It's Saturn. Just, it's just telling you where it is. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you. It's it, and you, 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 if you see it in the sky, you can point it right out there. Like, oh yeah, look at that. It's, it's Uranus. You, I can see Uranus from this app every day. You haven't seen Uranus in 15 years. Ooh, probably longer than that. When was the last time you had one of them uh, the skinny mirrors that uh, you turn around and you you bend over? Look, I can do the goat by myself. Listen, I'm trying to t show you how to find things in space. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what looking. And here, for and here is. you are making this into something uh, filthy. I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't being filthy at all. The uh, Lake Management Committee in Southwick uh, said last week that the Natural Resources and Conservation Service has signed a contract with a consultant to explore the cost and processes needed to dredge Grape Brook and Canal Brook on the Congamon Lakes. Committee Chick Dick Grinnells, <laughs> Grinnells. <laughs> Grinnells. 
told the uh, rest of the committee on December 8th he will likely meet with the NCRS consultant before the holidays. The consultant will not be conducting any design work, but will begin looking at the problem in the two waterways to determine how much it may cost and the logistics of clearing them both out. What's going on beneath these uh, these lakes? Well, I'm guessing it's like it says clogged with debris or debris, depending on which part of the Western Mass you come from, including hundreds of trees that fell during the 2011 ice storm. Oh yeah, all right, it's okay. Eleven years later, and we're just clearing this out now. Grinnells had been in discussions with the NCRS for more than a year before they had been given the green light this past spring to begin the initial stages of the project. Each of the yeah, so they they got all this crap clogged up them. I'm guessing if it's Congamon Lakes, you probably got natty ice cans down there. You got, uh, mm-hmm. you know, jet ski parts. Loads of human vomit. You get loads of human vomit. Loads of it. Loads. In fact, half the, half the, the lake yeah. is human vomit. Uh, restraining orders. <laughs> what else could you find in the, in the Congamon Lakes? Out in Cigarette town? butts. I just, uh, I always found the Congamon Lakes to be uh, like... <sighs> Like the Walmartish of the lakes, you know what I mean? Like I the, don't know. I mean, you know, Southwick is a nice town. It is a nice town, but I mean, the like the it's a loud, loud lake. Like there, there's too much going on there. Well, remember when uh, when Louis B's was like a slamming good time? Yeah, you know, like back in the day, man, that thing that that used to rock. I would love to have. Actually, no, I wouldn't want to have lived on the lake with all that noise. But what? nevertheless, it was that was always a good time. But back in the day, Louis B's kind of smelled like it was like, uh, I don't know, like the bathrooms kind of stunk a little no, bit. No, that's like, just the lake. Is that what it is? That was the lake. Yeah. I'm talking about years ago. I'm not talking about like recently. I'm talking yeah. about like years ago that it was. It kind of had this like, I don't know, trashy lake experience. Yeah, to it. but you know that's like one of those places that had like that college bar feel to it. Except it was outdoors on a on a patio on a lake. What could possibly go wrong? Yeah, I uh, I had gone to the Congamon Lakes a couple of years ago, and uh, I noticed that there was just like on a weekday. Yeah. In the summer, there's enough people out there like hooting and hollering. Oh yeah. Doing donuts in their boats and like it's just I don't know, just kind of tacky. It, it feels a little tacky. <sighs> I, I I you know I don't know where you're coming up with this. I mean you know. Drunken boating is tacky. I mean, that's uh, but that's what makes it so much damn fun. Get I know it's irresponsible. I know it's irresponsible, and the Coast Guard <laughs> would probably tell you not to do that. But man, how do you not do that? I uh, I'm not. I'm definitely not a boat guy. Last time I was on a boat, we had a uh, a friend of ours had a pontoon, and went on the Connecticut River. Yeah, yeah. Went up to the uh, the, the boathouse, had a nice lunch. Yeah, got back in the boat. Awful good time. A wang dang sweet pontoon. But like, you know, the old, uh, my dad my dad took me deep sea fishing once with this guy down in Florida that he had been longtime friends with. Right. And the guy lived, you know, probably an hour away from where they lived. And we went out on this guy. He lived on uh, the island that no longer exists down there, Sanibel Island, I believe. Oh, yeah. It's gone, it's gone from the her last hurricane. But they, uh, they, he had a nice boat, and he took us out deep sea fishing on this big pontoon boat. And we get back, we're out all day, we get back to the house, and he goes, yeah, you know, uh, his wife's cooking dinner up there, you guys go ahead up, up, I'll be there in a little bit, I just gotta finish cleaning the boat. Two hours to clean this boat. Oh, yeah. It's like, what, 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 what is so pleasurable about having to clean a boat off 
that long every time you well, use that's, it. Well, that's the thing. It's never pleasurable to clean a boat. Right. But it's always to, pleasurable to use the boat after you've cleaned it. But in order to keep that boat uh, afloat and fresh and mm-hmm. free of barnacles and, you know, whatever the hell else gets uh, gets a salt water, and this is obviously a salt water thing, two hours to clean the boat? We yeah. were already done with dinner by the time the guy joined us afterwards. Yeah. this I mean, you've heard it before, you know, the two happiest days of your life, the day you get the boat and the day you sell it. But And, uh, and I'm – and I l- – you know, as a, as a man who has Portuguese blood coursing through his veins, you know, I am a man of the sea. I'm just not a man of who owns the boat. Yeah, I don't want to own the boat. I mean, I, I want to go out on somebody else's boat. I mean, and I've been have on them clean it. Just I've like been on choppy time. seas and never got so much as uh, even slightly nauseous. I'm very good on the on the on the choppy seas. But if you tell me to bend down and pull barnacles off the side of a boat with a rag, that's when I start to get sick. That's one thing I've never done is gotten seasick. Never done it. I can I can take that splashing back and forth. I was on a uh, a ferry to Block Island from uh, Point Judith in Rhode Island, right? Yeah. And uh, the weather started getting rough. This tiny ship was tossed. And if it were not for the courage of the fearless crew, everybody on this thing would have puked all over the side of the uh, of the boat. I was the only one who did not get sick. On the entire Were people boat. throwing up over the side of the boat. Every, everybody on both sides of the boat, because this thing was this thing was moving out all over the place. It reminds me of that uh, Stand by Me uh, uh, scene where there were the guy drank castor oil before he ate the blueberry pies. Right, that was disgusting. Of course it was. Yeah, and that's not my only situation where people were throwing up on a boat, and I felt uh, absolutely nothing. Uh, you know what? I going back to that story because somebody just wrote in. Was his wife cleaning the boat, or was he just enjoying peace and quiet by himself? And I'm like, you know what? That guy was probably just enjoying peace and quiet by himself because his wife was the one that was making us dinner, and we had to sit and listen to her yap for an hour and a half. Ain't that always the truth. I never even thought about that till just now. Good point. Uh, I think that's what we're going to have to do now here, this coming up in a little bit. Yeah, Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast, morning commute, pretty messy out there, so make sure you give yourself some extra time. Going to be sunny eventually with a high of 36 Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It is 26 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aw, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 7.51, and Queen with David Bowie on Rock 102. Going to be eventually uh, sunny today after, uh, you know, the sun comes out and stuff with a high of 36, and then uh, tomorrow... Sun will be out again with a high of 40. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. If you missed any part of today's show, uh, check out the daily podcast available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Also, Backstreet's musical podcast, uh, my guest this week is uh, journeyman Phil Thompson. It's a guy who's involved in a band called uh, Department S, the Rosillos, and the Vapors. Remember the, uh, the band that did I'm Turning Japanese? Mm-hmm. He's now the lead guitar player in that band. So Sweet. It's actually a really interesting interview, and you'll be able to find that on rock102.com. Uh, how about some aural? What? A- A-U-R-A-L. Oh, sure. All right. Yeah, okay. Here's an orgasm for your ears. My now friend. hear this with Bex and Nagel on Rock 102. Don't get any on you. Well, let's get into the, uh, the Christmas spirit, will you? Okay. Uh, here's a clip number one. Mariah Carey's 11-year-old daughter Monroe joined her on stage on Friday to sing Away in a Manger during a show in Toronto. Here's that sound. Oh, 
Sounds just like her mother. Kind of. How about that? Uh, that's her mother right there, right? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, Now, now get off the stage, yeah, kids. Now get the hell out of here. Show. Um, you know, uh, I stumbled across a, a Christmas classic myself that uh, has just been uh, released on the Spotify's. Oh, wait a minute. Is this clip number two? Th- this is clip number two. All right. This is William Shatner and his brand new Christmas classic with Iggy Pop. Silent night. Holy night. All is calm. All is bright. Brown young virgin, mother and child. I'm going to tell you, it doesn't get any better when Iggy Kick kicks All in either. So tender and mild. Sleep. Oh, look in at this. Heavenly peace. Toe tapping Diddy. It sure is, huh? William Shatner. William Shatner. What did William do? He's Shatner? That's disgusting. It sure is. What the hell are you listening to? And there's Ziggy. And this is something that they have released together. (sighs) They have both done better work. Wow. You know, I'm uh, surprised anybody's still listening right now. Uh, let's see. Uh, keep them with the holiday theme. Here's clip number three. Throwback video has gone viral again. A dad in the UK tells his little boy uh, that Father Christmas put him on the naughty list, but the kid refuses to believe it's true, putting up a, an argument. You're being naughty, so you're on the naughty list. No, I'm not. I'm on the good list, actually. You're not, because you ain't being good. I am on the good list. If you keep saying that word again and again and again, I'm not Father Christmas rang me last night when I was at work. Yes. You better tell Jackson to start being a good boy or he's going to stay on the naughty list and he won't get no presents for Christmas. So you've got to start being a good boy. And now I'll do what I to him. Punch him. You're just silly, man. Trust me, I'm not on bad list. He's going to punch his dad. Yeah, no kidding. For getting on the naughty list. Well, that'll teach him. That'll put him on the naughty list. I, uh, I don't really like British people that much. Well, you know, they've got their good points and bad points. It's just the way they talk. I know. You're going to be put on the naughty list. I'll take that over the French any day, though. Oh, I despise oh, the, the French. French. Oh, oh, my God. God, the French. They even, uh, was it, uh, we used to have that clip for the joke of the day. Which one? And we had to take it off because somebody complained about it. It was uh, it was the, from the family guy, and, and it was a... Uh, it was like the end of a joke, and the guy goes, and the French guy says, deodorant? What's that? And everybody starts laughing. And someone complained about that? Yeah, that's why we had to take it out of there. Really? Yeah, because I was the one that put that together, and we had to uh, we had to remove it. That's the best. That's probably the funniest thing that ever happened on the joke of the day. I know. And uh, this is why we don't even do the joke of the day anymore, because nobody wants anything to be funny around here. <laughs> Uh, here's another clip. A yes. security guard and alleged teen shoplifter in New York City fell down an elevator shaft during a scuffle over stolen items. With details on the involved rescue, here's the NYFD. Uh, Deputy Assistant Chief John Saracco and the supervisor of a nearby store, Abdul Wahab. We breached a wall in behind the elevator. We set up a mechanical advantage of basically a rope system. 
and uh, we were able to bring that victim up out of the elevator shaft within an hour. He took a lot of stuff from Target and then uh, he just ran and the security guy was ran, running behind him and uh, he, the security almost caught the guy. The elevator just came down straight to it was like a big noise. This is why you should never go after a shoplifter. No, you probably should just let them go. Just let them go out the store. What's the difference? They're all, it's all insured. Yeah. A big corporation like Target. I mean, we stuck, we we ran out of there with a big stack of pants. I'm sure none of those pants are his size. Uh, And our final clip, uh, 71 years after starting college, a 90-year-old woman has returned to Northern Illinois University to graduate at 90 years old. Here's uh, Joyce Defaw talking about her experience going back to school. You can't put a value on it in my opinion. Just don't give up. I mean, if you have the opportunity, take that opportunity. And um, you might get sidetracked or whatever, and a lot of us do. But uh, go back. Don't give up. Now, does she do naked beer slides to pledge a flat? I mean, to (laughs) pledge a frat? What did you say the first time? Did you do like naked beer slides in order to to pledge a frat? Pledge a frat. Yeah, you know, or a sorority. Well, that's what I was kind of thinking. Uh, where was she uh, with the shot luge at the end? Yeah, no you kidding. Know, they the booze luge. The, yeah. yeah. Hey, show it. Show us your. Uh, show us your biddies, Grandma. <laughs> I did. I just need to hike up my gown an inch, and you can see them swinging back and forth like pendulums. Oh man, this college experience was totally worth the wait. Uh, oh man, who wants a piece of this action? Jesus. And that's now hear this. And it's uh, 7.59 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Cheryl's cat never... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Winter Storm Headquarters, before and after the storm. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, let's take a moment to talk about women's basketball. Don't worry, I'll be brief. Yesterday, the recently released Brittany Griner enjoyed her very first practice since being traded for an international gun smuggler known as the Merchant of Death. Spending months in a Russian prison cell where they lack many of the basic amenities that the Merchant of Death was able to enjoy in our American prison system, such as access to outdoor basketball courts, weightlifting equipment, and television privileges, Brittany Griner was able to finally slap on her Chuck Taylors and grab a basketball. Now, you might think... Would basketball be the first thing you would do after 10 months in a Russian prison? For me, no. I would spend the next few days sleeping in a comfortable bed, eating something other than gruel and prison-issued slop. I might even head over to the nearest dispensary to refill my confiscated hash oils. But basketball? After what I've just been through? Hell no. But this, of course, is Brittany Griner here, who just grabbed the ball yesterday and immediately dunked the thing as if to say, folks, I'm ready to get my life back on track. Yes. She's quite an inspiration. On the other hand, I wonder what the Merchant of Death was doing on his first day back to town. I mean, as the Merchant of Death, you kind of have a reputation to live up to. You can't just come home and take a nap. You can't just slap on the Russian version of Netflix and catch up with your stories. You gotta knock off a few people on your way home from the airport. To me, that would be the Merchant of Death slam dunk moment. You gotta let everyone know you're back. Pop off a few rounds, sell a few Russian weapons, and then maybe you can enjoy the rest of the weekend. But until that happens, then it seems that Brittany Griner's homecoming was just a little bit more interesting than yours because you're very off to a very slow start. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. One minute, it's a little piece of plastic. The next minute, it's a DeWalt Impact Driver Kit. 
A Rockies gift card is a power tool gift card because you care enough to not pick out their new impact driver. You just hand them that magic piece of plastic and they're off to Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 812 and Aerosmith. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Eventually, uh, the sun will pop out uh, with a high of 36 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 40. 15 for an overnight low. Ooh, 26 right now in uh, in downtown Springfield. So over the weekend, I uh, I went to a wedding as a guest. <laughs> when was the last time that happened? Um, I think it was yours, actually. Which really? Which was, uh, what, three years ago now? <sighs> yeah, yeah. Three 2019. Years. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, it was weird. It was just weird. Like, you know, you're observing everything. I, Cause I've always, you know, I've probably done over, I don't know, I'd say 150 weddings probably in the last, you know, 12 years. Right. And, um, it's seemingly, it's, you always, you're sitting behind it like a, like a DJ table and you're playing all the music and you're watching everybody, you know, their conversations and all this other stuff. And you're like, oh my God, how much attention is being paid to me right now? Like, cause I, I get like anxiety. <laughs> like, am I doing the right thing? Or am I doing that? Well, uh, the, the, the DJ sat at our table. Okay. But I didn't let on that I was, you know. I had I had experience doing this thing because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have shop talk. Yeah, right. Uh, with was the this, guy, was this an out of town wedding? Yeah, it was out in uh, it was Uxbridge. All right, so it's un- yeah. unlikely that the Uxbridge area disc jockey has any idea who you are. Right. right okay. Right. That's, and, that's good. Uh, and I had no idea who this guy was, and uh, you know, we, we <laughs> the music starts playing. After you know, after the ceremony's over, the cocktail, or and then you go upstairs, and then you're sitting down for dinner, and the music starts playing, and it's nothing but Christmas music. Now, granted, it was a holiday-themed type, well, more of a winter-themed wedding. You know, okay. there was like snowflake decorations and things like that. It actually looked really nice the way they decorated the whole place, but uh, most of us at the table felt that Christmas music shouldn't really be played for every song. Well, I mean, is it is it a Christmas party or is it a wedding? It's a wedding. It was a wedding. Well, how are you going to get people to dance during the Christmas music? I got to tell well, you. Well, I mean, Oh Holy Night is not exactly a dance danceable tune. It wasn't um it, it wasn't a Christmas again, it wasn't a Christmas themed wedding. It was like a hot, it was like a winter. It was, you know, snowflakes and okay. things like that. So there really wasn't I guess you could pepper in some Christmas music. But not every song being a Christmas song. Was it, was this one of those things where, like, through dinner was Christmas music, but then after all that, then the DJ started to pick the pace up a little bit? Yeah, eventually the pace did right. get picked up, but there was a lot of Christmas music to the point where uh, my girl—it was my girlfriend's uncle that got married, okay. and and, it was, and her cousin is sitting at the at the table with us. And uh, you know how when you when you start having some cocktails, you talk a little louder than you probably should. I've never had that happen to me. So uh, these two gals were chit chatting back and forth about, oh, Christmas music. Is this going to be the entire time? You know, it was like this whole thing. <laughs> and the DJ, you can see him kind of like, you know, like putting his head down, like maybe I should change this up. And lo and behold, the music was changed. All of a sudden, we had Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra being oh, there played. There you go. You know, background uh, dinner music. 
and then uh, you know then the then the whole uh, the uh, the dance starts. And again, I'm trying not to be like critical. I'm like, I wouldn't have started with this. He starts with, "Ain't no stopping us now." Really? Yeah. Why? Which I thought was an odd selection to start with. McFadden and Whitehead? Yeah. Really? McFadden and Whitehead. Ain't no stopping us now. It's kind of a weird song to start off with. So I did the most douchebaggiest thing I could do. Yeah. And I wrote this guy a list of stuff to play in the order that I wanted him to play it in. (laughs) And And rather than even go talk to him, I just... Dropped the list right on his stack of CD. He was still using CDs. Oh my god! And then, okay. uh, and so I, I, you know, I give him. I was like, here, just you know, play this. You know, Michael <clears throat> Jackson. Yeah, you know, something that everybody knows. Something that everybody, you know. And then the pace started to pick up. Sure. So I was, I was right in what I had done. I thought, don't you think? And, well, uh, I mean, I mean did, did the guy? I mean, the guy didn't know that you had been doing this. No, no, he no, just no. thought you were an obnoxious guest. Yeah, and it took me like, you know, a minute and a half to write the list out going, you know, this, 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 and this. And I yeah. just gave it to him, and then he started playing the music, and then all of a sudden the dance floor uh, hopped up again. Ain't no stomping us now. I I'm mean, like, it's an up-tempo little number, but even still. I'm a secret agent DJ. I saved the day. I'm like a hero. Yeah. <clears throat> and now people are saying, God, he did such, that guy did such a good job when he stopped playing the Christmas songs. But the uh, the, other, the other part of this story is at the end of the night, I was uh, I was the designated driver to take uh, a group of my girlfriend's family and friends back to uh, the respective hotels we were staying at. Okay. Which was one, it was in Milford. 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 Okay. And then, you know, it was like a 25-minute drive to the venue. Uh, so, you know, it's it gets loud in the car when you got a bunch of people who've been drinking all night. I've never noticed anything like that. Yeah. And then, uh, so we, but we- they I know want, alcohol makes me very reserved. They want to stop at a, pl- at a bar. On the way home, mm-hmm. yeah, you figure you got a ride. I would do it too. I'm sure. like, yeah, sure, go ahead. I'll I'll stop wherever you want me to stop. So we stopped at this place in Milford, and uh, I guess I could say the name of it because it's not like anybody around here. A place called Pepperoncini's, right? Okay. And it's a pizza place, but it's also a bar. And we all had all looked to see what time it closes. Now it closes at 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 midnight. It's uh, we get there at about eleven o'clock to this place. Okay. We go in, and the guy, there's maybe two people sitting at the bar. And uh, we got a crowd of, uh, there was two cars that drove to this bar. We got a crowd of about 12 people, right? Yes. So we go into this bar, and the guy was, like, giving us guff. Like, oh, we're cl- we don't have any food. The kitchen's closed. Well, no, we just want to have a couple of drinks. You're only getting one drink because we're almost closed. Which would have been midnight. Okay. And and the more it bothered me a lot because I'm like, if you don't want people in here, why are you open? Why would you stay open till midnight if you don't want people in the bar at eleven o'clock? Uh, and, seems you to me- and you haven't served food since ten, so wh- oh, I don't know what you're staying open for then. Yeah. Well, I mean. Um- <clears throat> Seems to me if someone's coming in at 11 and you close yeah. at 12, you don't have to be a douchebag about it. You just say, hey, just so you guys know, we're, we're closing up at, uh, at midnight. Yeah. And it, he was kind of a douchebag about it. Yeah. And, and, and it was like, I, I've seen that show. I was uh, using this as an example yesterday when I was talking about this. That, remember that show Bar Rescue? It's still on. John, John Taffer. Tapper. Yeah. And he, um, 
one of the like the number one things that they would do in that first initial sting operation where they'd go in and see how the place was running it was almost all the time where somebody would come in and order something and the and you'd see the guy getting mad in the back going ah it's 10 minutes before we close these people are coming in and and John Taffer's like dude that's that's the deal you said you were open until this time you should be serving until this time you right. should th- th- you shouldn't be just making and not a complain and not complaining about it yeah because he goes you're complaining about people coming into your business now the guy probably made 150 bucks off the people that were there buying drinks yeah. what are you complaining about i don't i don't understand why you would stay open to a, an hour that you obviously didn't want to keep serving people because you're too tired and you want to go home. Why keep the business open? Then? Yeah, then, then close at 10. That's exactly what how I felt about yeah. it. But but what's the etiquette on uh, would you go to a place? Let's just, let's just say, for example, you went to a restaurant that's closing at 10 p.m., but yeah. you're hungry, and uh, you go in there at 9.45. You know what I would do? First of all, I wouldn't, if I were hungry, I wouldn't go to a place that's closing in 15 minutes. If they tell me they're closing in 15 minutes, I'll go try to find something else. Because, I mean, you know, because one, they're at their end of their shift. They don't really want to, you know, be serving. I'll look for someplace else. But I I, if I do, if I do, yeah. uh, like if I'm with a bunch of people say, no, let's eat here, I'm going to say, well, then let's take it home with us. Yeah. Let's get out of here. So, because, you know, if they're closing in 15 minutes, they don't want us here for an hour. They want us out in 15 minutes. They don't want to go home. Okay, but that's not how that works, though. If you get in there and order, like, usually, you know, the shift goes until 11 o'clock. Let's say you walk in there at 945. They yeah. stop serving food at 10. And then, you know, the shifts don't end until 11 o'clock. So you're the last table in the place. What's so wrong about that? There's, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. They're open. But if, but, but I'm not going to go in with 15 minutes to spare and expect to be served until 45 minutes after they close. That's what I'm telling you. Yes, but why keep the – see, this is this is the uh, – No, I get it. The I, conundrum. I, it, it, you know. Right, and I would imagine for any bar or restaurant owner, this is what they have to decide, well, you know, what do we want to do? It's a f- Saturday night. How late do we want to be open? Right, but you should plan on that, though. Yeah. You should have that in place saying, hey, you right. know what, we could get a rush here at uh, five minutes before we decide to close. What do, you know? What's the plan in place? Right, but I'm just talking as a customer yeah. and, and my own sense of, uh, you know, consideration. That's, you know, that's what I would do. I, wanna, I wouldn't want to be an inconsiderate customer, even if they are open for another 15 more minutes. Mm, that's just, I don't know. That's just me. I, you know, I... I, right or wrongly, that's that's just how I feel. What about other businesses? Like, uh, let's say you walk into a bank at four fifty. They close at five, and you walk in there at four fifty-five. Do you expect to be? W- would you be mad if they said, "Well, you know what? Uh, you've been in here since four fifty-five, but it's now five o'clock, and we're done." I think it depends entirely on what I'm looking to do at the bank. If I'm showing up with five minutes before it closes to fill out a loan application, well, then maybe I'm maybe I'll come back. But maybe that's the only time you could make it to the bank. I guess. And if they said they were open until five o'clock, it doesn't shouldn't matter how long the transaction takes. That's part of the services that they offer, and they should specify that if they don't want you to come in doing that kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's an interesting argument. Yeah, it really is. And I don't know if there's a 
you know, I think you have to go with what your gut tells you. And, you know, for me, I wouldn't want to go into something that's about to close. I just think that's, for me, that I would feel like I'm being rude, but, even, even if again, I'm not. But again, the hour said until midnight, and yeah. we were there at 11 p.m., and he's and he this guy was getting upset that there was all these people in there, and then he made it well, clear. I think, it, I think in his case, you're talking about an hour. Yeah. You get a lot of business done in an hour. So, I mean, I, I, don't, I wouldn't feel bad about yeah. that. If you guys got there at like, you know, 1145... Yeah. And you got 15 minutes before yeah. it shuts down. Well, then yeah. maybe I say, okay, maybe there's another place. So, th- so then the, the the crowd starts talking about where where we could go get something to eat because you know you haven't eaten since 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. or 6:30 or whatever when dinner was served. It's now uh, almost midnight. Where do you go? And as we're discussing, the the an irritated bar owner goes, "Yo, Applebee's is open till 2 a.m." <laughs> And I'm like, I knew I didn't like you for yeah. a reason. Now, Applebee's now, is open till 2 a.m. Now you're giving us insane and ideas. It, and then he goes, I used to work there. And I'm like, oh, no, really? Okay, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. Were you still the guy that got mad when somebody came in five minutes before oh, 10 p.m. and ordered cheeseburger egg rolls? You were the guy that were fired from an Applebee's? Yeah, what does that tell you? fired from an Applebee's? <laughs> you had to settle for this? Yeah. I'm going to open up a pizza shop and tell people they can't come. <laughs> it's 825 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Rock 102. You know, uh, somebody's brought up a good point uh the tavern in westfield right yeah they're open until midnight and if you walk in at eleven fifty nine and you want a sandwich and a beer you're gonna get a sandwich and a beer like that's their thing it's open till midnight it huh? says that on the sign outside uh they have a limited menu after the kitchen's closed but uh you know closing at midnight meant closing at midnight whether you're still in there or not you still get served up until eleven fifty nine p.m. Understand? I understand that. Yeah. I mean, I, I I understand your point completely. I know. Just I'm just talking about for me. You know, would I go into a place that's about to close in like five minutes? Probably not. That's just me. It, it's it's not right or wrong. I, I'm just, not talking it, about whether or not your personal choice of whether. I'm just talking about. Let's say that yeah. you had this instance where a business says we are open until midnight. What does that mean to most people? It means you're open till midnight, right? Yeah, and th- and you should be serving until midnight if that's if you have food available and that and your kitchen is still open. Unless you unless you designate, you know, kitchen closes at ten, but you got to let everybody know that that's different. Yeah, and and this place was the same way. They, they do close the kitchen at ten, but the bar was still open until midnight, mm. and if the bar is still open till midnight. You shouldn't be complaining when a group of 12 people come in with business to say, right. yeah, you got to make this quick because we're closing at midnight. Yeah, that, guy, that, that guy's got an yeah. attitude problem. But let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you go to the Applebee's? No, we never went to the Applebee's. We Did- all wound up ordering Domino's because that was the better choice of wow. than Applebee's. What, is, what does that tell you? Uh, that tells you that you get a bunch of people who have had way too many drinks and they don't really care what they're putting into their bodies. It tells you that in the worst case scenario, you are the second choice. That's right. That's terrible. Yeah. Ooh. It's 8.30. News is next to Rock 102. Cadence Aerospace. 8.33 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well, thank you, Bax. We are very welcome, Steve. Uh, let's see. Uh, emergency crews are walking to the scene of an accident in Orange. Well, this was yesterday. Walking? Walking to the scene of an accident in Orange yesterday. 
with their cars without their cars due to icy conditions. A car hit a pole on North Main Street, causing wires to fall. The road was closed, but uh, Orange Fire EMS wrote on their social media that the crews uh, called are walking to the scene because of the ice. And again, there's no update on what happened. Isn't that kind of the important part of the story? In, in fact, isn't that the story rather than just it was icy and the cops had a walk? I don't know why you wouldn't follow up on that. Because I would think that if I'm the guy in the car, I just got into an accident. That would be the thing I'm thinking about. Yeah, I mean. Like, oh, my God, I, I got into an accident. Uh, let's see. I, I was reading that story about a fire at, uh, it was, I think it was Ed's Auto, but yeah, fire destroys business. Uh, the state fire marshal's office is investigating a, a Sunday morning fire that destroyed a East Hampton auto body shop that's been in business for more than four decades. East Hampton's public safety complex received an alert at 5.08 a.m. from an alarm monitoring company for an alarm activation at Ed's Auto Body and Repair, Inc. at 24 Mechanic Street, and shortly thereafter, a slew of 911 calls came in confirming a fire at the business. When emergency personnel arrived, they observed a large blaze roaring from the roof and the two garage doors at the shop. Uh, Fire Chief Christopher Norris said the fire posed a lot of challenges. When we arrived, the roof had already partially collapsed. The open trusses in the roof allowed the fire to spread fast over into the two of the garage bays, rendering our offense to exterior operations only. Additionally, electrical service lines from the building had burned and fell on the hydrant closest to the building, blocking access to the hydrant. He said, we couldn't get near the uh, closest fire hydrant, so our crews had to establish a water supply further back on Liberty Street, adding that the hydrant was geared for a smaller hose than the one closest to the building. On top of that, the natural gas line was also severed from its connection and began to contribute to the extension of the fire throughout the building. Between the paints and the thinners and the spray booth and the highly flammable liquids and fuels, there were a number of challenges and high hazards in this fire. What a nightmare. No kidding. It's like Everything everything that yeah. was supposed to happen got uh, completely turned up on, yeah. its, on its ear. And uh, believe me, my sympathies go out to uh, the Ed's Auto Body mm-hmm. Shop. I mean, you're, obviously your business is destroyed, and that's going to take some time to repair. But how lucky you were that it happened at 5 o'clock in the morning and not, you know, yeah, 2 the, in the afternoon. But all of these things happened at, at the same time. It's bananas. It is, uh, is kind of strange. Emergency personnel also had to contend with a water main break that was happening happening simultaneously on Liberty Street, which Norris attributed to the large volume of water needed to put out the fire. Traffic was closed on Liberty Street while crews from the DPW made uh, emergency repairs to the water main. Uh, it was a tough morning, he said. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Fortunately, the uh, business uh, is open Monday through Friday, so <clears> no <throat> one was in the building and no one was injured. Uh, the East Hampton uh, emergency response team was called out to assist police and fire departments in rolling up hand lines and stowing large diameter hoses and also helped to secure a safety perimeter along the Manahan Rail Trail. You got enough people from the Manahan Rail Trail walking by going, ooh, look, a fire. Uh, <laughs> what do you, but what do you do, man? It's like you, you can't. You got power lines down. You got this problem going on, that problem going on. Norris said the uh, building is considered a total loss at the time of the fire. There were vehicles in the garage, which may or may not still be salvageable. Yeah, that sucks. That's like that's <clears> the <throat> f- car you see uh, reposted on, uh, you know, Face- eBay, eBay Motors. I was going to say Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Slight fire damage. <laughs> but it's an auto body. Easily shot. buffed. It's an auto body shop. So, like, they're making cars look better, you know, after, like, an accident or something. Imagine you get 
you know, the, the lead paint guy finishes that whole job, yeah. makes that car look pristine condition. He's like, just got to put a coat of wax on this on Monday morning, and it'll be all set. The owner can come pick it up by uh, yeah. by noontime. But first, let me put the cigarette down. Yeah. And then, boom! No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, well, we don't know. We don't was, know, but just saying. But, uh, but, you know, you get all the way done with the job. All right, and you go, you know, and scratch and go, oh, I can see my reflection in yeah. this thing. Probably Everything wa- will be fine. The owner can pick this up on Monday. Probably walks away saying, this is the finest paint job I have ever done in my life. Yeah. Actually, the, he, he calls the customer and he goes, hey, listen, we close in five minutes. And when I say we close in five minutes, we close in five minutes. Yeah. And the guy says, well, He's it'll like, be a little bit late. I'm at, yeah. uh, I'm at Pepperoncini's in Milford. Yeah, right. I'm at Pepperoncini's in Milford. I can't get there until Monday. Yeah, Monday? Yeah, this thing will be like, it'll sit nice here yeah. and untouched all weekend long. Don't worry about it. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not making fun. I, here's the thing. Nobody got hurt. That's the good thing. Yes, it's horrible for a business to lose their uh to lose their business yes. in a fire like that. We're just making fun on the outset. Cuz that's what we do. That's what we do. We're not uh, we're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. I hope people know that. Did you go to Bright Nights last <clears throat> night? By I the did way? not. The holiday season, uh, Bright Nights has seen an uptick in the number of visitors, especially true for a night like last night with the snow making the experience feel more festive. I, I, again, I, I know a lot of people prefer to go on a snowy night. I really don't. I really don't. Wasn't that, uh, wasn't that a song by uh, by Don McLean, Snowy, Snowy Night? Uh, that's Starry, Starry Night, but you're very close. Paint your palette uh, blue and gray? Yeah. Yeah. That's Let your bad. bald tires slide you into a ditch? Yeah, you know, that's that kind of that's thing. That's not yeah, the that's, same thing? No, it's not. A uh, Watertown father and son were found guilty Friday for a multi-million dollar lottery fraud scheme. 63-year-old Ali Jafar and uh, 29-year-old Youssef Jafar were convicted on one count of conspiracy to defraud the IRS, one count of conspiracy to commit money laundering, and one count each to filing a false tax return. The two men were accused of a 10%ing scheme where they cashed winning lottery tickets on behalf of the original winners, buying the tickets at 10 to 20% discount to allow the ticket holder to evade reporting the winnings on their taxes. They then reported the winnings as their own on their income tax returns, as well as reporting fake gambling losses to avoid federal income taxes. By defrauding the mass lottery and the IRS, the Jafars cheated the system and took millions of hard-earned taxpayer dollars, said U.S. Attorney Rachel Rollins. The guilty verdict shows that elaborate money laundering schemes and tax frauds will be rooted out and prosecuted. The Jafars, along with Ali's other uh, son, Mohammed, were charged last year in the scheme. They originally prompted uh, suspicion from law enforcement Hmm. due to the high number of tickets they were cashing. But isn't it nice (laughs) that a father and son can still do things together? Even if it is defrauding the IRS. Well, you know, it can be anything, really. But at least they're, you know, some fathers don't even communicate with their sons. And how would you not know? Like, I could see this being a one-off thing. Okay, this guy won twenty grand. He doesn't want to pay taxes on it. Mm-hmm. I'll claim the twenty grand and uh, charge him a, a fee, which will still be less than what the IRS would charge him had he put it on his reported income. But this happened between twenty eleven and twenty twenty. They, the Jafars and their co-conspirators, cashed more than fourteen thousand lottery tickets. 
and claimed more than $20 million in winnings, receiving more than $1.2 million in tax refunds by reporting false gambling losses. How do you, like, there's not that much luck out there. (laughs) <laughs> like you, you're not that lucky. Well, but clearly, the, the 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 luck ran out, and now they're caught. Well, yeah, but I mean, how did you not think that? I guess it's greed. I guess it, it well, comes it's, down it's to greed, greed and it's denial. You know, like you know, denial is a pretty powerful, you know, uh, psychological uh, response. Like if you feel like you can get away with things like three or four times, and no one even questions that it that it's you or we where you count up all this money. You probably get to a certain comfort level. Where you think, well, this clearly, I'm so good at this. Nothing bad could ever happen to me. No, yeah. but then ultimately it does because nobody's that good at it. You get too cocky. That's if you it. Will. <laughs> too cocky. Too cocky. Uh, uh, let's see. I got. To, I got some other stuff. I, I don't want to get into any more news. News. Well, yeah, because our our news uh, service shuts down at eight forty-five. <laughs> You know, uh, not, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's actually eight forty-three, but uh, whatever. We're, we're going two minutes overtime. Um, it, it is. It's called Ringling Day today. Did you, you ever hear that? What this is? What is that? It's when you're supposed to call somebody you haven't talked to in a long time. Ringling Day. Dingling Day. Dingling Day. I don't even really know what it's about. <laughs> I'm just making. I up. mean, a dingling sounds like uh, almost like an insult. Well, uh, you know, they, they include uh, Chuck Berry's uh, My Dingling to go along with it, but it, that's not what this is about. Good. This is about uh, you calling up somebody you haven't talked to in a while. Well, this guy, I got plenty of those people. Yeah. Do yeah. you want to, though? That's the thing. Well, I don't, uh, you know, I don't really, I don't really mind talking on the phone to people. Uh, I may not be the one to originate the call, but uh, yeah, I'll, you know. I suppose if you want to chit chat, I'll be happy to talk to you. Well, I mean, not you, but I'm just talking about you know other people. Yeah, but are you even going to answer the phone? Uh, well, I mean, if it's you, yeah, I'll probably answer the phone because it might, you know, could be work related or you know whatever. National Dingling Day is one of those uniquely American inventions, probably invented by some douchebag. It's sort of a twofer holiday where you touch base, preferably by phone, hence the playful reference to dingling, which phones don't really even do that anymore, unless you make that sound on your iPhone. And I don't. Uh, with friends or family you may have lost track of during the year. You also get a free pass just to be a little bit weird for the day. National Dingling Day always takes place on December 12th, but you can think of it as a second Halloween. How the hell are we only hearing about this now? If this uh, has been out for... Since 1972, how come it's only taking off now? Uh, I don't know, but I, uh, I'm i not interested in having calls from people I haven't talked to in a while. There's a reason why I haven't talked to you in a while. <laughs> like, that's kind of just the way it is. Yeah, right. I don't need a reminder to remind. Well, you know what? You reminded me why I didn't want to talk to some of these people. That's all you did with yeah. dingling. There's man. a reason why we're estranged. Yeah, oh, I don't want to talk to him anymore. Well, why not? I just don't. I don't know. I don't. Why would I call him? National Dingaling Day. Who's the Dingaling now? Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, eventually sunny with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh yeah. Cheryl's cat. Rock, it's 8.50 and Joan Jett.
with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be uh, sunny today eventually with a high of 36. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 40. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102 is bringing new New England Patriot football tonight. The Patriots are on the road to uh, Arizona to take on the Cardinals. The pregame begins at 5.30 this afternoon. We kick off scheduled for 8.15. Bob Soshi and Scott Zolak are going to bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102. Uh, I was reading a pretty interesting article uh, over the weekend uh, from this Wired.com. Yeah. Scam. You know, we have Steve Weissman on talking about scammers yeah. all the time. Scammers are scamming other scammers out of millions of dollars. This is pretty funny. Uh, nobody's immune to being scammed online, not even the people running the scams. Cyber criminals using hacking forums uh, to buy software exploits and stolen login details keep falling for cons and are getting ripped off thousands of dollars at a time, a new analysis has revealed. And what's more, when the criminals complain that they are being scammed, they're also leaving a trail of breadcrumbs for their own personal information that could reveal <laughs> their real-world identities to police and investigators. That's awesome. That is pretty awesome. Hackers and cyber criminals often gather on specific forums and marketplaces to do business with each other. They can advertise upcoming work with uh, that they need help with, sell databases of people's stolen passwords and credit card information, or tout new security vulnerabilities that can be used to break into people's devices or systems. However, these deals don't go as uh, don't go as planned as often. Well, I mean, it, it's awesome that you know the scammers can get scammed. It's awful that your information can get now compromised by two people. Yeah, but I ne- know. But nevertheless, it's good to see that uh, you know maybe somebody gets screwed, and it may not be you. Yeah, I uh, I think it's I think it's great uh, when the criminal gets a taste of its own medicine. You're being scammed, and, and they get and they get upset about it. Yeah, this guy's scamming me. <laughs> well, what were you doing? I was scamming other people, but that was for me. <laughs> Not scamming me. Yeah, but I was doing it for legitimate reasons. Yeah, I think that's uh They're out here trying to scam the scammers. That's a that's a good uh, serving a karma right there. It sure is. Being a jerk. But of course, you as the person being scammed, now you're being compromised twice. Yeah. So there's actually more scamming going on, even though the scammers are scamming the scammers. You're the one who's getting scammed by two of them. Here's another story. Or more. Here's another story I read over the weekend. Viagra lowers the risk of Alzheimer's by almost 70%. Oh, I forgot to read that. If I had, What was I just talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, new research published recently suggests that Pfizer's erectile dysfunction drug Viagra can decrease the risk of a developing Alzheimer's by uh, up to 69%. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Now, what happens if you keep forgetting where you left your pills? Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. Or or you remember that you were even taking those pills. Exactly. Why do I need these? Never a, needed them before. I'm a spry 23-year-old uh, grandpa. You're 78, and uh, you haven't been able to have sex in many years. <laughs> the research, which was published in Nature, found that the medication has a direct effect on the brain and significantly reduces the toxic proteins that can cause dementia. That's a stiff story. (laughs) That's hard to believe. Uh, Let's see. uh, Mother found not guilty of neglect after toddler consumed large quantity of meth. These are all the headline wrap-ups from the weekend. Sure. Uh, Lexus in development of a manual transmission for electric cars. So I I was reading up about this, right? Mm -hmm. It's just for show. Oh, really? It just makes the sounds like you're shifting gears, even though the car is it's it's auto-automatic anyway. 
It's kind of stupid. It's ridiculous. It's because people want that feeling of being able to shift their cars. I kind of miss having a manual transmission. Depends on what situation you're in. I mean, if I'm driving a long haul road trip, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be dealing with that. Yeah, but once you're once you're in, in you know fifth gear, you don't have to be thinking yeah, around but, it. But you're still going to be slowing down, uh, you know, and uh, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I, and, but I kind of always liked. I always preferred it, and now it's in. You know, you can't even find it. But you know, I. You know, I learned on a on a manual transmission. I kind of enjoyed it. But do you remember when cars used to be cheaper because you got the manual transmission? Yeah. They want to upcharge like $10,000 to have this feature that doesn't really do anything other than make noise to sound like you're <laughs> driving a stick shift. Stupid. And It's stupid, but you know what? There's Someone's going to buy it. There's enough douchebags who drive Lexuses out there that will do that. Oh, I want that. <laughs> Why? Because it, it looks sa- cool. It sounds cool, too. It sounds like I'm revving up the engine, man. It's like I'm going old school by using new school stuff that has fake old school stuff in it. Uh, let's see. Uh, 27 passengers flee. There's another story I read over the weekend. 27 pa- passengers flee plane after a pregnant woman allegedly fakes labor to uh, force emergency landing in Spain. Spanish police were searching for 14 people who ran from a plane at Barcelona's airport after it made an emergency landing to obtain assistance for a pregnant woman who allegedly simulated that she was about to give birth. They don't say it in the story at all, but they said this has happened before where somebody fakes a medical call. It's basically you're smuggling people into a country because the plane's going from one location to another. Yeah. And these people aren't allowed into that particular country that they're doing the emergency landing in, but they land the plane, oh, then they jump out of yes. the plane and they start running and then, you know. Under the guise that they're running out to get help. Yeah, but they don't mention that at all in the story. I had to go research that and find, because I was like, why would they flee the plane? And I'm thinking, oh, because they, they're trying to flee their own country is what they're trying to do. <laughs> they're just getting on this plane as a as a mechanism for interesting doing that. yeah huh. we'll have to try that sometime if i uh if i had somebody uh fake labor planes on a plane it would be to get vouchers for more plane tickets that's really the best way to do it yeah yeah hey you put me in this situation you're gonna get me out of it here's fifty dollars even though a plane ticket cost five thousand i'll take it well there you go that's your uh that's your roundup of weird news it's uh 857 with bax and nagel and rock 102 